You can go from I should start a podcast to actually starting a podcast with Spreaker. Spreaker's tools allow you to record, manage, distribute, and monetize any podcast idea, whether it's about your business or even your cat. And as your podcast grows, Spreaker helps you manage your success and even monetize it. That means all you need to get started is a microphone and a really good idea. Learn more and get 30% off at Spreaker.com slash get started. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R dot com slash get started. The Don, Tony, and Kevin Castle Show contains explicit language and is intended for mature audiences only. But just because you're mature doesn't mean you can't be a little naughty. Yo, man, I'm the, I'm the fucking, you, you want to talk to me, motherfucker? I'm the fucking button. <laughs> I'm the boss. Ooh, ooh, ah, ah. Can you handle this? Can you handle this? Ooh, ooh, ah, ah. Can you handle this? Can you handle this? Ooh, ooh, retard. Can you handle this? Can you handle this? Ooh, ooh, retard. Can you handle this? Can you handle this? Ooh, ooh, ah, ah. Can you handle this? Can you handle this? Ooh, ooh, ah, ah. Can you handle this? Can you handle this? Hi, Kev. Hey, man. So, how you doing, man? How's been? How's your week been? Uh, well, uh, your 126 degree weather from Chicago is moving into the New York area tomorrow. Going to be 132 degrees. Enjoy that fucking humidity, man. It's not. Yeah. Even, it's not even the heat. Like, I mean, I think we were up at the the upper 80s just yesterday. Yeah. And even though it's upper 80s, usually you can handle that. That's not a problem. But the fucking the humidity is just heavy. Yeah. Ugh. You can like literally just taste the air. It's miserable. Yeah, I know. I was just outside before. It was just pretty it's already brutal out there. I can only imagine the next couple of days it's gonna be. But it's the it's winding down. Summer's pretty much over. Only a couple more weeks of this and then uh it'll right. be uh the nice fall weather. Crisp and and, and lovely. Can't wait. That's right. <laughs> but uh what about raw tonight? Mish, in a word, raw tonight, not too fucking bad. No, no, it was actually a little surprising. You know, it's kind of funny, too, because uh, there was a couple places that were already leaking the mm-hmm. script for tonight's Raw. I don't know if you saw that or not. No, I didn't see it. Yeah, yeah, it was Why leaked. Uh, I think it was from uh, uh, Fightful.com. They leaked all the matches and the segments that were going to happen. But uh, even with the leaked script, it turned out to be a lot better than what it looked like on paper. That's for sure. Well, to kick off the night, we might as well talk about the major leak, which I don't know if it turned out to be anything. And from what I understand, he's not even in Toronto. Was the Jason Sensation thing? Yeah, that was a fucking trip, huh? Yeah, that was that was bizarre. Uh, let me let me see if I can pull up exactly what he said. It was uh, basically on Twitter. Jason Sensation, for people that don't remember or don't know, he was a guy that was a comedian that worked with Owen Hart and everybody else, and he made fun of them and stuff like that. He made fun of Owen Hart. And uh, he popped up out of nowhere on Twitter today mm-hmm. at about, uh, about almost about 6 o'clock, and he says, I got my gun through security and will shoot myself in the head and kill myself during tonight's Hashtag raw in Toronto. Don't you dare miss it. Thanks for the memories at WWE. Yeah. And uh, Vince Russo and a bunch of other people really jumped on board, you know, and there's a lot of people that started, you know, tweeting the police, obviously local police and stuff like that. And at some point right around seven o'clock, I think Twitter pulled it down and just pulled the whole tweet down. And from what I understood, was uh, apparently Vince Russo got a hold of him, mm-hmm. and it was some some kind of it was just him pranking, 
pranking, bro. Yeah, bad prank, especially since here uh, uh, some gamer kid offed a couple other gamer kids the other day, as you probably heard, Mish, um, during that uh, whatever they do, the gamer convention. Uh, yeah, it was down in Florida. It was the yeah. Madden convention. Yeah, and a uh, kid killed two kids and himself over losing a, a tournament. But obviously mental illness plays into it as much as gun control. He had two legal guns, but we're not going to get into a thing about that. But right, right, right. Uh, but the joke, ill-timed, and probably the worst thing you could make a joke about, I mean, right now, is something like that. Really, you know, not even if you're trying to get some publicity, not a way to go about it. That's 99.9% negative, and you're going to get a lot of heat on that. Sure. Sure. You know, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm obviously glad that didn't happen because uh, it also would have uh, muddied a pretty good show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was the whole thing, too, is nobody knew his mental. I mean, who, when was the last time anybody brought up Jason's sensation anyways? So the uh, fact that he came out with this tweet was really weird because, you know, nobody really keeps in contact with the guy, at least, you know, not usually. You don't see Jason's sensation making the podcast circuit, if you know what I mean. But I mean, no, so no. I guess his mental state was under question at first and then obviously him being a comedian people weren't sure if it was just a bad joke which it did turn out to be but still oh so he wasn't hacked from what we understand he uh he tweeted it no apparently him and vince russo sat down i guess vince russo's the ones that's saying that he talked to him and it was just a bad joke i was gonna say how does vince russo play into this guy but then i guess from the attitude era yeah right right yeah he had his phone number or something like that i don't know but yeah. uh, major news, Kevin Owens quits wrestling. He's out. He's gone. That's it. <laughs> he's He's gone. Uh, all in. Is he going to be at all in? Uh, I mean, you have to see some of the, some of the, you know, and I love all the podcasts, but some of the more, let's call them amateurish ones, amateur because they go with something that's clearly a work in our rumor mongering. And I don't know, I guess you, you got to really put the LOL or the JK because I don't know who's taking it seriously or not but obviously it's a storyline we don't know where it's going to go but it was it was a it was an interesting storyline for him to do that i don't know what this is going to lead to um but great match tonight he put on a hell of a match with seth rollins yeah him and seth actually went all out i was actually kind of surprised by that i mean it was a really it was definitely a pay-per-view worthy match uh just considering it was just an exhibition really Mm -hmm. i'm not really sure i'm not really sure what this storyline is supposed to lead up to you know, obviously, he's still hired by the company. You know? yes, he, I, I really don't think he's going to be at all. Don't, <laughs> don't let that cat out of the bag there, Kevin. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, would I, say, I was saying on Twitter that uh, in WWE fashion, if even if it was a shoot, I don't think WWE would even care. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> They'd be like, hey, we just signed King of Bros, man. We got some new people coming up. Uh, we got Matt Riddle on the back burner. No yeah, problem. More- more room for the roster there, Kevin. Thanks. Ricochet, bring him up. You know, WWE doesn't miss a beat. I don't think WWE cares who leaves this company. I swear to God. Yeah. Um, but but uh, other highlight tonight, I, I you know, great to see Trish and Elias had a great little interaction there. thought Elias was really on his game tonight, and I learned something tonight. I had no idea Trish was 60 years old. No, I'll wait. <laughs> She is not sixty, dude. No fucking she looks, way. She looks good for sixty. She really. She's doesn't. not sixty. Come no, no. On. But uh, you heard what Elias said. I don't fight people in their sixties. Oh, okay. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, come on. You just got done talking about other podcasters. Come on now. That's sure. No, I love. No, Trish looked great. I thought everyone she's was gorgeous, uh, dude. Yeah, she, she really does age very well. Like some women, you know, over the years when they get older, you can start seeing the wear and tear. 
for whatever reason, Trish, Trish is keeping it going pretty fucking well, man. I don't know what her yoga plan is, but dear Lord, I need to get my woman some of that. Yeah, what did you think of her interaction with Elias? I thought it was a good back and forth. He had a better back and forth with her than he has with male wrestlers. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, he seemed more comfortable right out the gate. He did. I mean, him even playing the guitar and just even looking, you know, hanging out with the fans and stuff like that. It, he didn't feel like he was under the gun as much. I, I don't know if there's something different about that or, you know, I mean, obviously wrestlers have their good days and their bad days. They have their great moments and they have their subpar moments. But for whatever reason, he seemed like he was pretty laid back. He was having a good time. He was enjoying fucking around with the audience. You know, he, he was all right. Yeah, crowd was into it. So it was one of the better segments of tonight. And which, so what'd you think of uh, first night of Corbin in control of the show? You know, who, Kurt Angle, who, Kurt, who, Kurt, who? Yeah, Corbin is Mr. Awkward Pause. That's what <laughs> he is. is. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Mish. If I knew that a waiter was going to be able to run this company better than Kurt <laughs> Angle, I, I would have totally been on board with this from the get go. Yeah, he's, <laughs> you know? he's, whew. I don't know. I, I don't know what they see in this guy. I mean, clearly there's a bunch of other people that, hell, Kevin Owens would be a better uh, raw general manager than yeah. Corbin would be. You know what I mean? Um, I don't I don't know. They, they just have their – they need to keep him around for some reason. He has awkward pauses, weird smiles. Like everything he does, it's like he's he doesn't belong in his own skin. You know what I mean? Yeah, like this is I a guy that seems like he's awkward in his own skin. And it was really weird of them to pull that shit out tonight that, oh, don't forget, he's a Golden Gloves competitor. (laughs) I was like, like, we're pulling that shit out now? Like, what happened to the last, I don't know, two years? Just, uh, (laughs) ah. It's great he's a Golden Gloves competitor. We'd like to see him do something with his wrestling skills. Mm -hmm. But uh, I thought the show itself was not too bad. It was one of the better shows they've had in weeks, in weeks, months probably, maybe. Crowd made it. I, you know what? And I know we're always kind of iffy about the Canadians, about the uh, our brethren up north there, but they did a good job tonight. They did. And what'd you think of uh, the main event, Braun Strowman? Uh, now it's kind of like the Freebirds. Him, Drew McIntyre, and uh, and Dolph Ziggler are a little trio there now. I don't want to read too much into that yet. I'm um, making it. I'm, I'm I'm spreading rumors, man. <laughs> <laughs> They're the Freebirds. The new Freebird, the, the new, new Freebirds, the yes. new, new Freebirds. Yeah, you know, exactly. But uh, now, what do you what do you make of this, Mish? Are they trying to heal it up more with Braun because of the reactions? They're trying to reverse it. Is Vince really so uh, into that? Is this going to happen anyway? Is this the way the course of action? What, what's going on here? Why is Braun Strowman uh, standing side by side with two guys like that to end the show? Is it going to? Does this mean he's turning the gray area? What are we? What are they doing here? What do you think? I don't. I don't know. I don't understand. Braun yeah. usually. Be, Braun usually beats everyone up. I thought he was going to lure McIntyre and and uh, Ziggler in, and then right. clothesline them both over the top rope. But instead, he leaves the show embracing with them. Now, I don't know if something happened when it went off the air, and they say Braun wound up kicking their asses. I don't know. Maybe someone from the chat room can let us know. But uh, it looked like you know, it looked like a, a heel trio embrace at the end there. I, I don't know if we're supposed to read anything into that. Well, even with the uh, initial promo that they did, like all three of them and stuff like that, when they were standing out, well, all four of them, right? When they were standing out there, uh, Roman did that the the natural heel promo where I I'm a fighting champion and I'm willing to put my belt on the line tonight, you know. And, and they threw it in Braun's court. Like, what's Braun supposed to say? Oh, I'll fight you right here now. But then yeah. that doesn't lead up to the Hell in a Cell match. So they gave him the heel spot, the mm. heel response for that. I'm not going to fight you now. 
Right. And then everybody booed, and I was like, oh, that's weird. Hearing people boo for Braun Strowman, that's yeah. a little awkward, you know? Yeah, it was a little awkward. I just was surprised of embracing the, the, the heels at the end of the show. That was a little weird to me. I figured he just would have cleaned house. Right, right. You know, instead yeah, he helped, he helped he's them be. He's been like the ultimate, the, the, the consummate tweener, don't you think? Yeah, kind of like what Austin was, I guess, back before they turned him full-fledged babyface. Sure. You know? Sure. But uh, what do you, do you think Braun will ultimately wind up with this belt? Or this is just a feud that's going to go on, and, and Braun's going to continuously be a day late and a dollar short to get the title? I, man, I mean, I know we're a little bit away from Hell in a Cell. All right. Um, I, don't, I don't see. Well, first off, can we talk about how weird it is that he's not using the money in the bank the way that the money in the bank briefcase has been used since the beginning of fucking time? That he's actually setting up a proper match with a Money in the Bank briefcase contract. Yeah, did anybody tell Braun that he didn't have to do that? Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, like yeah, take us so I can I can assure that I get a title shot. He's un, pretty much undefeated, so it's like except for he lost the match here or there, but he would have right. been a top contender anyway. It's almost like here, so I can assure my match, I'm cashing this in. And that was awkward too. Maybe they just don't want him carrying it around. Others have done that before. Ben from G-Town says that other people have set up pay-per-views before with the briefcase. Have they? Okay. I don't know. Uh, yeah, oh, they're saying RVD? Oh, Robin, I, I don't remember that. I'll, I don't even remember that. I think Didn't Rob like to carry it around because he kept his weed in the uh, case? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Him and Sabu would take it outside. And- <laughs> And uh, what other uh, highlights tonight? Well, obviously, you know, you saw during uh, the Trish thing, Alexa came out, cut a pretty good promo. That, and I know you like Alicia Fox, Mesh, but I, I can't understand her purpose in this company other than job girl. I, I really right. don't. I, you know, the hat was interesting. Judas Priest references tonight, Megadeth references tonight. Yeah. From Baron Corbin. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, he, he's most metal athlete of uh, 2016, right? Is he? Yeah, didn't he win that medal, the medal award? You don't remember that? No, I thought Corbin won it a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, Corbin. Oh, no, I was talking about what uh, uh, Graves was referencing, Judas Priest, oh, oh, Megadeth. Oh. He said, peace sells, but who's buying? And Coachman had no idea what he was talking about. Oh. <laughs> Coachman, Coachman was a chatty Cathy tonight. It was kind of uh, interesting. I'm not used to getting him, uh, hearing him get so much airtime. You know? No, he, I mean, no, he, he was. Yeah, it was a good He wasn't it was good saying job. anything, but, you know, it was just... <laughs> He was just there, just chilling out with the boys, you know. <laughs> and, I, and, I don't th- and, and Cole and Cole wasn't sucking Roman off as much as he normally does. True, so it, was, true. It, it was it was a little light, but I thought it was a good crowd tonight. Toronto was a good crowd; they were up for it, and overall, not a bad show. Like I said, one of the better Raws in quite a while. Yeah. What were your thoughts on uh, seeing the Bellas? That I hated. I, well, the crowd groaned as I did. It's almost like. Uh, I mean, when they were in the back, of course, they got to take the shine off of Trish Stratus and Ronda Rousey's thing and come in here. We're back. And uh, you know, I don't know if you heard the announcement. Big deal. You know what I mean? Big deal. Who cares? Yeah, I, I, really, I really don't care. And, and you know, I, I again, you know, I give Nikki Bella. She worked her way back. She, you know, tried to get better in the ring. She did. Brie, I, I, I really got nothing for Brie other than she seems to be a good mom. I'll give her that much credit. Uh, other than that, I have nothing for Brie as a wrestler. Absolutely right. not. You know, talk about the Marty Janetti of the team. No offense to Marty Janetti. Uh, that, and then again, that would make Nikki Bella Shawn Michaels. That's a little much. There but, you uh, go. 
that, yeah, that I makes mean, perfect sense. I, I, but listen, if Nick, if if it's I, and listen, I know it's not set in stone. The only thing we do know is that Trish and Alexa Bliss, and of course, they solidified it tonight by going back and forth with the promo. They are at the Evolution pay per view as one of the featured matches. Uh, but rumor has it, of course, not confirmed unless you know something I don't, Mitch, of Nikki Bella in the main event against uh, Ronda Rousey. But that has not yet been. Uh, yeah, Meltzer, Meltzer talked about it. A few other places talked about it even before that. Right. Uh, and the the whole rumor behind that was they were going to give Nikki, they were going to give Ronda Rousey to Nikki because Nikki was the one who apparently came up with the idea for the Evolution pay per view. Okay. And obviously, you know that's only as true as you want to believe it, anyways. So, so, so Nikki, Nikki Bella came up with the name for the faction that Triple H, Batista, Ric Flair. <laughs> No, she supposedly came up with the idea that all the women should have a pay-per-view. Because they work so hard, Kev. I mean, come on. Did they need Nikki Bella to come up with that? No one else thought, hey, we never had an all women's pay-per-view. <laughs> Nobody else in the history of wrestling has ever come up with the idea. Really? I, I bet yeah. you Wendy, Wendy Richter and Medusa said something back in the day. I'm sure oh, they did. Oh, my God. Luna Vachon said something. I'm sure there's more than a few. Bertha Faye. Bertha Faye was awesome. She was yeah. awesome. You know, but uh, yes, yeah, so overall, raw, not a bad. We'll we'll just leave it at not too bad. It was, yeah, it was a solid show. I mean, the the, the highlight, the interesting parts is is obviously at the end with uh, Braun Strowman, you know, mm-hmm. kind of uh, standing unified with with Dolph and Drew. Uh, another part, obviously, being Kevin Steen's departure after a really phenomenal match with him and Seth. Mm-hmm. Uh, another odd thing, though, which you know, I saw people pointing it out on Twitter and. And a few other places and stuff to Facebook and whatnot. Um, Dean Ambrose is even wrestling completely different than the way he did before. And a lot of people are thinking that, you know, uh, Dean Ambrose might be still turning heel. People are still under the assumption that, you know, the whole changed look, changed attitude and everything else like that, that there's still something looming over him because he is kind of unknown. He's been gone for so long and they haven't really spotlighted him yet to where they've had him talk or or divulge what he's been doing and stuff like that. So we don't really have any background information. He's kind of going through the motions, and people are expecting something to come from him. And uh, I'm not really sure. I, I don't know how I feel about Dean Ambrose, you know, since he's come back. Obviously, tonight he was, you know, uh, had that little back and forth with Jinder, which was interesting, but he obviously responded like a heel. You know, that was almost like a heel response, even though everybody clapped and yayed him. You know, uh, him talking about, you know, beating the shit out of him, kicking his ass. The way he said it was definitely not a baby face kind of promo. No, not at all. But I like Dean's new aggression. I think he's wacky Dean no more. Thank God, because we all didn't. We have all had our fill of that. Uh, that nickname went around the circuit, by the way. I know one of us dubbed him that a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, wacky Dean. And uh, he, he just uh, has come back with more aggression, intensity. It's, this is the Dean Ambrose we wanted to see. I don't know if he's turning heel anytime soon. I'm not sure about that. I think they're going to they're gonna let it ride, let him sell some merchandise, um, you know, get the reactions, be one of the top baby faces on Raw, and let, it, and let, it, you know, let the chips fall where they may. I don't know if there's anything set in stone that he's going to turn heel. I think it's just wishful thinking on everybody's parts right now, Mitch. Sure. Very well could be. I mean, I know that uh, the Shield, or I should say Seth and Dean right now, are only out there to protect Roman. You know, uh, tonight's even more of a case for that. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about uh, the Shield immediately covering Roman's ass as soon as he has the title now. It, it almost seems like it's the Roman show, or at least that's the direction we might be going. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, uh, I don't know. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. And, uh, you know, I'm just curious to see where they go with Kevin Owens after putting on such a great match. Maybe they have uh, big plans for him. I, I just don't know where he fits in, though. You know, I mean, we right. kind of see uh, maybe maybe more stuff with the Intercontinental title with uh, with um, Seth Rollins because they put on such a classic. But I, I don't know. I just don't know where they're going with this. Because if you remember, Dolph, didn't Dolph Ziggler quit? A year ago, SmackDown. Right. Didn't he, didn't he forfeit and he was gone and they went through a whole thing that that amounted to nothing? It's not the first time. I think it's uh it's it's a it's a continuing storyline for WWE to have guys do that. It's their way of taking them off TV for a minute. Yeah. Well we know well, we know one guy who will not be back and maybe will be at all in is uh what do you think about this Neville thing? He's no longer under contract mm, with uh, WWE. It's interesting. I, I think it was. Uh, I was listening to somebody else say that uh, he doesn't even have to do the ninety day compete. I guess it's a walkout, or it's some kind of uh, the the way it's been done. He can just appear somewhere else. I, I'm not sure. I think according to Meltzer, Neville is free to wrestle wherever he pleases. I mean, you know, Dave is usually on point nine out of ten times. I, I mean, that's the last. The last report on this was from Meltzer saying Neville's now free to wrestle whatever he pleases. So I guess he could make an appearance. And we'll get into We'll talk a little bit about all in, especially if it's going to be your neck of the woods, Mish. Sure. Um, and uh, Tama Tonga uh, wasted no time in tweeting something about him to join the Bullet Club. So it's kind of going around the circuit that he's a hot free agent. And, uh, you know, uh, that he would be a great addition, by the way, to the Bullet Club, obviously. He'd be a great addition to the whole show. I think a lot of people would really, uh, I mean, even in, just in Chicago and stuff like that, I think there'd be a lot of fanfare for him. You know, if he showed up in the uh, Battle Royal or something like that at all. And uh, be, uh, Yeah, Neville, I mean, is one of those guys who really hit his stride when he turned heel, changed his look a little bit, changed his attitude. Obviously, is like kind of the superhero baby face thing and, you know, was just not working. Uh, then yeah. had, a, had, had a change of attitude and, and a, a total aggression. And Do you think he, he goes back to his Pac name? Uh, was it Pac? That was his name, right? Yeah, PAC Pac. Uh, no, I doubt it. Why can't he? Is it, well, I mean, yeah, I guess couldn't he not use Neville? I guess not, right? No, probably not. What Do we know his real name? What's his Aaron, Aaron Neville, right? Is it is it Aaron Neville? <laughs> no, <laughs> Mish, 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 I think that's a recording artist. Uh, yes, yes. I, th- I think uh, he's saying uh, he was on Blue Bayou with Linda Ronstadt. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, it, it is, is Neville. No, that's not a part of his real name, right? Uh, it's, thank you to C Design. Uh, he says it's Jacob uh, Degrom. Oh God. Yeah, Ooh, that just yeah. rolls right off the tongue, doesn't it? Hello, yeah, Degrom. Yeah, but I don't know if they're going to go with Pac. Are they going to really want to do that? I, maybe come up with a new name. Is that you know so bad? Uh, I don't know. They, no. they could always you know baptize him in the Bullet Club and give him a new name. Who knows? Well, you know, admission. Also, it's not you know maybe they can renegotiate and always come back to WWE, but I doubt it. Mm. Uh, WWE doesn't need any more people. Look, I, I mean, I know people love Neville and stuff like that, but right now WWE is in dire need of uh, releasing a few contracts, you know, especially with the 2019 Fox merge deal thing around the corner where the brands are going to go back to one single brand. That's going to be less time for all the people that they have on their roster, too. And they're constantly getting more and more people underneath contract. It's really weird. It's like at some point this pimple has to fucking bust, you know? Yeah, that's a good way to put it, Mish. 
well, <laughs> that's me. This pimple has the bust. jokes and shit, you know. No, no, I know. No, you're, you're, you're right, actually. But uh, what, are, what are the news items you got at the top of the, the dossier, Mish? Uh, on the dossier, I, I mean, the only thing that I'm very curious about is your thoughts on uh, Becky Lynch's promo from last Tuesday. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the, the, her turn, the way that WWE sees her turn, the way her fans see her turn, and what you see her turn as. Well, I don't, again, uh, confusion. Is Becky Lynch a heel? Uh, I don't think she is. There's debate whether she's a heel or not. I'm sure you've seen that too, Mesh. Everyone from Steve Austin to other people are debating, is she a heel? Was that a heel promo? The fans are backing her. Is it a Brett, uh, Steve Austin situation? Remember when they went in one way and the fans made it another way and turned them both just by reaction. If you remember, Brett went into that off of a feud initially. He was supposed to be the babyface with Austin, and things just changed. But I'm not going to go. I mean, let's not get crazy because Charlotte and Becky are not Austin and Brett. But the, in theory, I'm saying it could be a, a reversal. Charlotte doesn't make a good babyface. Charlotte's a great wrestler. I hate to see her getting any kind of heat from anybody or that she's not worthy of anything. I mean, I like the whole narrative of her coming in and honing in on Becky. I mean, the company did that. People are making like Charlotte insisted on that and, and honed in on her own accord. Where you know the company's just like we need to make this match a lot more interesting they made it a three-way charlotte should be the heel i I don't like the the whole uh uh way they set this up as far as uh charlotte's the baby face crying in the blues in the interview about her friend and becky's this aggressive bitter heel uh but the fans are gonna probably organically dictate this uh granted the wwe has mixed this look with roman reigns their whole initiative i mean we don't give a shit what the fans say we're gonna do what we're gonna do but i don't know if they're gonna put that emphasis on the women if you think they see it roman, roman reigns you're talking about one of the top guys the main title the main event are they gonna really try and poo-poo this for the women's division did i have anything to gain by doing that well there's never been a woman that's done it there's never been a breakout woman, and I, and I talked a little bit about this on Thursday, and I talked a little bit about it with TT on Breakfast Soup, too. There's never really been a woman that's had that breakout performance on the level of, like, a Sam Punk, a Daniel Bryan, Stone Cold, Rock, et cetera, et cetera, like these big-time names. And Becky's probably the first person where the fans really want her to succeed. Yeah. Like, against the company's orders, against the company's wishes, and the fact that her entire turn, and I use the quote fingers on that, her entire turn was based upon the unfair treatment of how the company is, has seen her, has seen her character, has seen how she develops, has seen how she wrestles. I mean, she even on Tuesday, she went on to a different show and she talked about how the fact that, you know, what's the problem? You know, is my hair not blonde enough or my tits not big enough? You know, and the fact that she's kind of delivering this, it's like, yeah, in the eyes of WWE, that's totally a heel turn. Yeah. But to the fans, it's like, where's the lie? Where, where is she wrong? You know, and that's it, it's it's one of those scenarios, you know, like CM Punk was supposed to be a heel. Right. When he was talking about uh, Triple H and stuff and and Vince McMahon dying and stuff like that. But the fans cheered. The fans completely cheered it. And I think Becky might be on to something. And it's the first time a woman's been put in this situation. Now, her dynamic with Charlotte is interesting because Charlotte is a person that is literally the entitlement of the women's division. She's a great athlete. She looks good. She talks great on the mic. She's very comfortable with herself. She's a seven time women's champion. And I really, she's the queen. She's the queen. Yeah, no, totally. And, and and rightfully so, but her best friend, quote unquote, you know, uh, got screwed over again. 
And obviously Becky lost her shit at SummerSlam and it continued on the Tuesday. But I really like the idea that Charlotte isn't playing this up from her angle as, you know, let's fight over this championship. Right. Like she immediately threw the championship down on Tuesday and said, this, this is what the fuck it's all about. And she throws her championship on the ground. She goes running down to the ring. So Charlotte's making this about their friendship which really adds a dynamic to this feud. Like this really could be a big feud. Other people have brought it up. It's very reminiscent of the Austin and uh, Bret Hart feud, you know, and, and I can kind of see that. I can kind of see where it's coming from. That's what I was saying. That's what I was saying before. I, I don't know if the stakes are as high, not just because you know, it's the women's division, not the guys. But if Becky, you know, Becky's always been like a sleeper, you know, like one of those people, right. she's, you know what she's capable of. She's one, you know, they consider her one of the, you know, I'm doing finger quotes here, horse women, uh, that she's one of the top girls. But again, I talked about a day late and a dollar short. Uh, she always seems to just not able to, to cross that finish line. Yes, she was the first SmackDown women's champion. But what does that mean? You know, here we are in modern times, uh, you know, um, in this day, in this year of 2018, August, sure. um, you know, but she was always that one to watch. And everyone always like, what about Becky? What about Becky? Right? It would always be brought right. up in conversation. So it would be great to see her be, uh, you know, like I said, we always make these comparisons. The, the Steve Austin, the CM Punk, the sure. one that breaks out and makes that speech. Uh, as Triple H would go, you snap your fingers, goes, there it is. There's that right. moment that, that you remember that, that she, okay, that's the light went on there. There it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, and people she are saying that I'm overanalyzing. Sorry. I think so. No, that's okay. No, no, yeah, well, no they're saying that I'm overanalyzing, but I mean, look, the reality is, is that there's never been this moment before. That's the only, I think that's why I'm so invested in this because look, dude, I mean, if, if it comes down to it, I've never been the big Becky backer. Try saying that. Five oh, neither, neither have I. No, I've called her a mumble mouth. I've said she's, yeah. not, listen, I'm half Irish myself. So I'm not like being, <laughs> I'm not being, uh, you know, but, but I've always, I, I was like, what did Becky say? I, I didn't, I, you know, we joked, me and Draper would joke about it a little bit, but I always thought she was good, attractive, uh, can work. Uh, you know, a hard worker does what the company wants her to do. I'm sure in the back she's probably punching walls and kicking chairs because probably frustrations uh, setting in. But she's a team player. She's like I said, a sleeper. She kind of took a step back, did what they asked her to do. Probably being frustrated all along, but maybe thinking her time's going to come. And again, there's that moment. And she, you know, even some of the interviews that she's doing outside of the, outside of everything, I saw a couple of little interviews she's done. She's planting the seeds and doing a good job. And I think she's maybe found her niche. As long as they don't stifle her, Mitch, the only thing that can hurt her now is the company itself. Right. You know? Yeah. And that's unfortunately, I don't, do you think that WWE planned for all this to go this way? Or do you think they just kind of fell into shit? No, they want Charlotte to be the woman. They want her to be the beloved uh, person who, uh, you know, the, the people go and see and the kids want to. Even though she's Ric Flair's daughter, they don't want her to be the, the consummate heel, I don't think, to follow in her father's footsteps. Because there's always this thing about even Corey Graves coming to her defense or someone else. Charlotte's uh, planting her own flag. She does, you know, yeah, she's Ric Flair's daughter, but she works hard. That's not her only reason for being here. You know, she deserves what she has. They make it, they emphasize, they put emphasis on that every time right. that someone brings up Ric Flair. 
You know, and I think some of the the haters who hate, oh, just because she's Ric Flair's daughter. Well, how, how did that serve David Sammartino? I mean, that doesn't mean anything. If you if you can't, you can't. It doesn't matter what your last name is. You know, how did David Flair? Where where is he today? So it doesn't. Mean, Charlotte works hard. She deserves to be where she's at. I I the, the, the haters of her thinking. Uh, the, I think they're confusing the fact that she's booked incorrectly as a babyface. But as far as a worker and, and deserving to be there, Charlotte deserves to be right up there. Mm-hmm. She's not Roman Reigns. I thought that comparison was ridiculous. Um, but Becky could be, like I said, that breakout thing where if they let her keep, keep letting her go with these promos. I mean, last week she called the fans a bunch of cocks. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Someone said cocks. She said cocks. I'm like, nah, I made it up. But uh, she wanted to say cocks. I heard she said cocks in the dressing room. But, um, I mean, again, the, the, let her have that moment. But the only people that can hurt it is the powers that be that, you know, Pen, pen, pen the uh, scripts. Those I know. So you can stifle it. And why? That's what worries me, though, man. I'll be honest. I mean, it's it's times like this that fans, you know, uh, even even people like us, where we were kind of like, I, I mean, I always kind of looked at her as mid card for life, and I didn't mean that even in a bad way. Even when me and Joey talk, like Joey's always been a super huge supporter. Uh, of I know, girl. I know. Yes, that yeah. girl shits gold to Joey. You know what I mean? But oh, really? to me, I was always kind of like, eh, she's all right. She's cute. She can wrestle, but I don't think that WWE cares for her. And 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 when she first came up, it was really funny because there was all those stories about Vince McMahon hates her because of her accent. Yes, that's and, what I heard. And too, yeah. you know, nobody wants to listen to Becky Lynch. And time goes on, and time goes on, and she still has a fucking roaring fan base. You know, and uh, now she's in a position where she can change the entire. Because honestly, if if anybody can make the women's division into something that can be taken seriously right now, it, it's Becky and Charlotte. I mean, they've ruined everybody else. Everybody <laughs> else that had the opportunity to make this division really good, it, it, it's been shit on. And, and, and you know, and I, I hate to say it, but seeing people like the Bellas come back just makes me cringe. It does, just uh, fucking makes my soul shudder. Because it's like, oh, yeah, here's the answer to, uh, an, you know, a, a good division. Here's the answer. A couple of people that really got by on their looks, yeah. you know. Well, I, you know, the, the, the reality, the reality stars now and they got to put them on TV. They do have a fan base. Again, you know, whether we don't like certain people, you like certain wrestlers, I like certain wrestlers, don't like uh, if they contribute to eyeballs on the program, then you got to. You got to do what you got to do. You know what I mean? Some people, dare I say, some kids, girls, young ladies, whatever, do watch the show for the Bellas. I hate hate to think that that's true, but it is probably true. You know? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I'm I'm talking about their their diehard fans. I'm not talking about it. It has. I mean, yeah. There's just so much better talent for these girls to look up to. You know? I agree. uh, Like Mae Young and that Cheetah. (laughs) <laughs> it's a lot of better. It's a lot of better people for them to look up to. But uh, let me give a shout out to some of our uh, sure. new, and, new and returning patrons, along with some associate producers. Uh, shout out to new and returning patrons Jerry Ansel and Mike Carson, and shout out to our associate producers of the show. They're the ones who help keep the lights on, as DT likes to say. Uh, Ty C. Bowers, John Steck, Ian Mitchell, John Coffey, Russell uh, Sabanaller. Andrew914, Brandon Davidson, Zach Spoonamore, Chris Harris, Razorback Rob, Jerry Stewart, Magic Johnson, Paul Woods Jr., Rich Maharg, Adam Demoy, Diago Nobre, Johnny Marin, Michael Westfall, Brandon Foley, Chuck Lentz, Villainous Havoc, 
also known as Courtney Summers, the mm-hmm. evil baker and food truck guy, Chris Hunt, and Tom uh, Molly, B- Billy Taylor, Nico Time, John Stern, Hashin Al-Hashimi, Brent Webster, Aaron Walker, Alan Klaus, Alton Ahia, Anthony Smith, and James Gruesome. And we'll shout out some more Patreon donators and friends of the fam a little bit later on the show. Yeah. Got a question for you. Yes, my friend. Did you get a chance <laughs> to watch that uh, that angle with the OGs and the LAX? With the kid being run over by the car? Yes. Yes, I saw it yesterday, actually. So to let people know that haven't seen it yet, you can obviously find it on YouTube. But uh, the, the OGs were driving in the car. Now, this was a closed set. With directors, multiple cameras, at least at least three different camera angle shots. Right, and uh, and I, I want to say that initially because some people just really got offended by this angle, but it was the OGs were driving, and they did kind of a drive by, uh, no guns, just a right. drive by, and they ran over a kid while LAX was having like a barbecue at night or something like that. I guess, yeah, <laughs> some kind of. <laughs> You know, family get together in the middle of the night. I, sure, I, Mish, yeah. I think they, uh, Mish, I think they call it a hoot nanny. A hoot nanny, yes. <laughs> I don't know what they call. But uh, a kid got run over, and they use that in order to spark uh, I, 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 more intrigue with with the storyline between the OGs and the LAX. Right. However, a lot of people were offended and got angry at this, right. at the idea of a kid being run over, and some people actually thought, thought the kid was hurt. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, the only thing that was hurt, folks, were the ratings. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I saw it, Mish, and uh, it was uh, very, very uh, amateurish, in my opinion. Just am- shot in an amateur way. Listen, I know they don't have a big budget production. You could barely see anything. It was very dark, very grainy. Uh, the kid, um, I can't remember the kid's name, if anybody remembers the kid's name. Was it? It wasn't Dominic. It wasn't. What was the kid's name? Because they kept saying his name over and over again, and they showed when the kid got supposedly hit by the car. Uh, you look the kid. You were looking at it from the kid's eyes as they started to close. That was a little bizarre. Yeah. Uh, when he's looking up at these guys and his eyes are closed and they're talking to him, and I found it interesting that uh, despite a uh, homicide, uh, <laughs> Josh Matthews. Uh, said, uh, you know, on to the next match. <laughs> like, he, he was like, well, you know, we got to move on. That's a shame, but let's move on. Uh, I just, it, it was handled bad. It just, it, 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 very amateur hour there. Listen, I know Callis is, uh, Don Callis, by the way, is a big time cross combination of Al Snow and Paul Heyman, if they had a baby. Um, mm-hmm. But Callis is doing, a, 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 and Scott DeMora doing a good job of what they got. But this was like amateur hour to me. It was just the way it was shot. The production of it, the, the hokiness of it. I, I don't know what they were trying to accomplish here. Of course, they're going to play next week that the kid wasn't killed, that he was just uh, right. the, car, the car probably ran over him and he was just traumatized, that he was in state of shock. I th- I'm going to go with that, Mish. I'm going to go with the car ran him over, but not really like it ran literally over him, but he wasn't touched by the wheels. And that uh, what you were seeing was him just in a state of shock on the floor. I think they'll go with the actual runover angle and they'll have like a hospital shot of him. Right, right, right. But he won't have anything on him. No cast, no head bandage, nothing like that. He'll just be right. under some covers at a hospital bed, you know? Uh, do you think they'll give him some hydrocodone? 
Probably for the, for the pain. You don't think they give him something for the pain? <laughs> Probably Tylenol, like over the counter. <laughs> Does he have medical insurance? That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, DT says anybody could get medical insurance. So I want to see next week. I, I, DT put him under the gun, and, and I want to know if he has medical insurance because anybody can get But then again, that's in Canada. So anybody's Canadian who's listening, is he covered uh, for being hit and yeah, run? I don't think they have. Uh, I think you can just walk into a hospital. Can Canada, you just, right? yeah, anybody, any Canadian yeah. uh, listeners can school us on Canadian law as far as, uh, like, can if say you're in a wrestling angle and you're at a, some big barbecue at night and some guy <laughs> comes over and runs over one of your friend's kids with a car, can you just go in? And, are you covered for everything? Yeah, you know what they do from what i'm reading now uh they just sacrifice a pike and pour maple syrup on the wound so really yes uh, yeah up in canada it's a real popular way to treat wounds and stuff they put maple syrup on a cup maple syrup yeah why not i mean we don't have that down here in the U.S. america no they just pour salt in the wounds and give you a big bill that's it <laughs> just give you a bill to wrap the wound with that's it. Oh, my God, man. I mean, I wonder if they're going to do a thing for the kid like they did with Get Well Matilda back in the day when Matilda was hurt from the British Bulldogs. I mean, do you remember what happened when Matilda got hurt? I think Bobby Heenan did something. And then every week you can write in and say Get Well. I wonder if they're going to do they that. They didn't the do kid. that for Damien, though, did they? They didn't do that for Damien, did they? No. <laughs> Get Well Matilda. Oh, my God. But Get I, Well Damien. Oh. 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 Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, again, uh, it was more hokey to me. It was I, I wouldn't think it was shocking, but Mish, people were writing to me saying, did you see what they did on Impact Cav? You got to watch. You got to talk about it. I hope you guys are going to talk about okay it with it. I know you said yeah, it was hokey, but it's really as good as you can get when it comes to wrestling. You can't make the shit too real because already half the fans are psychopaths to begin with. That right. think All the shit that happens in the ring is real. So it was kind of like. This was as dark as Impact could get without complete sociopaths going out there. They're killing children. <laughs> I mean, listen, you got to get those ratings up. If you got to sacrifice somebody's kid, <laughs> this is some kid, so be it. No, but I, again, I don't think they, they killed them in the storyline. They didn't say they no. did or not, but uh, Josh Matthews, the most unsympathetic uh, announcer I've ever seen in my life. My God, Jesus. I know people can't stand Josh Matthews, but he's he's hilarious to me. So Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. But but uh, listen, Impact is trying. I, I've been watching it. I've been uh, enjoying some of the stuff they've been doing. But um, I heard Mish opened up a cold one, I think. Uh, <laughs> I heard that. By is that a Steve? Is that a Yoo-Hoo? What is that? No, it's just Amp. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, Impact's, uh, I don't know if they're, they say they're competing with WWE. That's kind of ridiculous. They're nowhere no, near in the league. But but they're trying to get eyeballs on the product. Let's put it to you that way. And just like with, uh, what's his name, Sammy Callahan with the baseball bat incident with uh, Edwards. Right. Um, these things will get them eyeballs because now for the next time, even though these things are taped in advance, uh, people are going to say, God, I got to see now because people are going to tune in. They want to see what happened to this kid and where they're going to go. And is uh, Conan and crew going to go and uh, do a drive-by, literally, or go and blow up a building or something? I don't know. Like, what, what's their revenge tactic? <laughs> what's their revenge going to be on this, right? Yeah, you know, that's true, too. And a lot of people did bring up that idea. It's like, well, where the fuck do you go from here? You ran over a kid. <laughs> where do you go from here? I'm like, you got to kneecap somebody's grandpa. That's what you, you run. O- you run over one of ours. We run over six of yours. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, but it's going to be interesting. What what kind of revenge? Are they going to do like a Scarface thing and tie someone in the shower and get the chainsaw out? 
Uh, now they leg. You like American Me, where they bend the guy over a kilo of coke oh, and just God. rape him in the butt. You know, oh, Jesus Christ, I don't <laughs> it's terrible. This is getting uh, this is wrestling, right, Mitch? Uh, this, is, this is professional wrestling. Uh, that's uh, but again, but again, they're trying to get eyeballs on the product. Uh, Impact has been a lot better. Uh, in recent weeks, I know the ratings are up and down, and it's nothing to jump up and down about. Uh, they're up, they're down a few, th- you know, a thousand, a few thousand here, up with a few thousand there. But um, you know, they're ta- everything is taped in Canada, right? At this point, yeah, yeah. the main streets of uh, Toronto, I believe, right? Main street, yeah, Toronto's. I'm here in Toronto, you know, tonight at Raw. Toronto's getting a lot of publicity uh, for wrestling. But again, it'll make me, you know, not just me, but anybody who's hearing this story is now going to say, oh, I got to go check this out. And if you heard about it for the first time, I'm sure they're going to go to YouTube and look at a clip or they're going to go to in demand and watch the show. So everyone talking it as you talk about it, more people are going to see it. Right. I mean, is this the first time that they've really kind of piqued people's interest since Matt Hardy left? Uh, no, the Sammy Callahan thing with, uh, Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Baseball, ba- baseball bat to the face. Yeah. yeah. Baseball bat to the face. And, uh, you know, and they got uh, the, I saw he had a pretty good match with uh Pentagon there on the, on that same show, by the way, to close out the night, Pentagon and uh, Callahan had a, had a brouhaha on that. Yeah, for sure. Man. But, uh, a couple of, uh, passings I want to talk about a little bit. Make sure I get there related to wrestling. As you know, Robin Leach from the lifestyles of the rich and famous passed away a couple of days ago. Oh, did he? I totally at missed age, that. Oh, at age 76. You remember Robin Leach, right? Yeah, no. Lifestyles of the rich and famous. Oh, wow. That's, that's real right. Billy. Jesus Sh- Christ. Sh- right. Yeah, that was very, that was very Midwestern hillbilly. Lifestyles of the rich and famous. <laughs> now that's, that's somewhere in Texas. I don't even know what. <laughs> <laughs> Robin Leach was a big oil tycoon. That's what I heard. Uh, yeah, he was 76 years old. And uh, Robin Leach, of course, uh, best known for hosting the TV series Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous in the 80s and in the early 90s. Uh, Leach appeared at WrestleMania. Uh, if you guys remember, he presented the uh, that vacant WWF championship belt prior to the tournament uh, that was held that um, Savage won. In, uh, was it 88 yeah. when Savage won the belt? The, uh, that old school belt? Yeah, he uh, yeah it was won by Randy Savage. Leach also featured a number of WWF personalities on a series of Lifestyles of Rich and Famous, including Ted DiBiase, whose home uh, that was featured in that particular episode was actually Vince McMahon's house. Did you ever know that, Mish? No, I didn't. Yeah, he, he also featured Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, and others. Uh, Leach had been hospitalized since uh, he had a stroke in November of 2017. So uh, RIP to uh, Robin Leach. Uh, and I know Robin for a long time was living with uh, Joan Severance. And if that name rings a bell, uh, Joan was Hulk Hogan's love interest in No Holds Barred. Remember them? Oh, wow. Yeah. Remember that? She was also in, the TV, she was also in the TV series Wise Guy with Ken Wall. Look up Joan Severance. She was a pretty hot piece back in the uh, late 80s. She was uh, Robin's companion, quote, unquote, yeah. for the longest time. Yeah. Joan Severance is a name from the past. And also, of course, we got to acknowledge, you know, have to acknowledge, uh, Senator John McCain passed away. Uh, at age 81, uh, you know, RIP to John McCain. And we all know John's story. Ran for president on two different occasions. Of course, a war hero. Was a prisoner of war for, what, five years, I believe, Mish? Yeah. Um, yeah and so, of course, uh, he passed away. Uh, he had brain cancer for the last year and uh, just uh, metastasized. And he, uh, you know, uh, fought to the end, you know, the true war. And a lot of uh, liberals, a lot of Democrats like John McCain. It's interesting. He was liked across the boards by a lot of different uh, people of different political uh, sides of the fence. 
Um, you know, seemed like a nice man, and uh, you know, had his you know his uh, detractors and stuff. Obviously, Donald Trump, not a big fan. I don't want to get into the whole political thing, but uh, of course, like I said, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention John McCain's passing. So, R.I.P. to John McCain as well. Okay, so what else we got here, uh, Mish, on the on the docket? What about uh, 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 what was it the WWE guy that just passed away? Oh yes, 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 yes. Um, uh, oh, um, uh, Ed Cohen, right? Yeah, former WWE senior vice president of events operations uh, passed away. Uh, Ed Cohen. Uh, the news actually was announced by Hall of Famer Gene Oakland on his Facebook page. Cohen is credited with launching WWE's live event calendar in the 1980s and 90s. He also helped secure many of the venues for the first several WrestleMania events. Right. So, uh, yeah, Ed Cohen, I remember hearing the name, you know, because you're a wrestling fan. You hear stuff and you read the magazines sure. and, the, and the dirt sheets and stuff like that. He wasn't that old either, was he? He was kind of uh, young. Uh, how old was Ed? I don't know. Is anybody? I, I actually don't even, it doesn't actually even say his age here. Um, but here's what Gene Oakland uh, had said. I'll read you Gene Oakland's statement. I guess Gene was close friends with him. Said to report that longtime WWE executive Ed Cohen died yesterday. Ed was basically in charge of securing venues for WWE house shows and later television uh, takings in the early years. Cohen was especially close in working with Vince and Linda McMahon. Um, uh, with income from house, uh, he handled income from house shows. Was a main revenue stream for the young, then very young WWF company. Ed remained with the company for many years, but his failing health became an issue in later years, and he was later less involved. R.I.P. Ed Cohen. That's from his friend Gene Oakland. Yeah, actually, there's no. If anybody even knows that, there's no thing on his age here. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry to say. I don't know. Um, I thought he was a younger guy. Uh, well, I don't know. Well, I mean, if he was around back I read then. something like he was like, I think he was like in his 40s. And I was like, oh, but I mean, you know what? If he was dealing with WWE stuff back in the 80s, clearly he's probably not. Yeah. And actually speaking of, and you know, we would have been a depressing thing here. But Natalie, uh, you know, on the subject of people passing away, uh, Natalia uh, opened up about the passing of her father, Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Uh, uh, Natalia had uh, recently spoke to Renee Young on the WWE's YouTube channel about the passing of her father, Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Let's give a little quote here, and you can go check it out. Like I said, it's on YouTube on the WWE's channel. Uh, she said, losing a parent, you know, it's just tough. But for me, I also know that you have to keep going. You have to. I want to send that message to people that are going through a hard time, that like bad things happen and sad things happen. But in the end of the day, we have to keep going. So, so she gave a lot more statement. And again, you can go check that out on WWE's YouTube channel. Um, Natalia's thoughts on her dad's passing with Renee Young. So go check that out when you get a chance. Right. right. So, yeah, I mean, so let's get back into uh, some other stuff. You want to get into some all in stuff? Because people are asking me. We're going to talk about that. It's obviously in your neck of the woods. Oh, I, I was mean, actually I'm, I'm, wrong. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. The other death that I was talking about, or uh, no, 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 never mind. Continue. I'm sorry. I apologize no, to somebody. Else. No, no, no problem. Well, let's get into let's get and talk about all in. I mean, it's it's been established. Well, none of us are, are going. You're not going, right? Uh, you know what? I'm I'm still contemplating uh, at least doing a tailgate party. From what I understood, that there might be tickets at the front door. So who knows? Okay, so you might go. Right. Okay, so and I guess you will you make an announcement on your uh, Facebook page? Maybe let some of the the fans and friends of the shows know if you're uh, going. Yeah, I'll let people know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, the whole thing is, look, if, if I don't go, I mean, right now I'm talking with Wookie, obviously a friend of ours and stuff like that. And what I, I kind of wanted to do was like a little like a little tailgate thing, you know, go there with a whole bunch of merch, just give it away, fucking shoot the shit with people, you know, maybe bring some brews, some hot dogs, some Chicago style hot dogs, nice. you know, whatever. And just fucking hang out for a few 
Because, I mean, you know, hang out like an hour before the event. Everybody have a good time and then fucking move along. If I go to the event, cool. If I don't, then I go home and I watch it on Fight TV. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. going to say, if you might just do like a, a stop by. Then I necessarily have to go to all these different functions and stuff. But you are maybe looking to score a ticket. And if you do, you do. If you don't, you don't. Is basically what you're saying. Right. Oh, uh, DT is saying that uh, Ed Cohen was 35. That, how could he be 35? Hold on a second. 35? Ed Cohen was 35? Yeah, that's what he's saying. I thought he was young. Yeah, but I guess that's what he. That's what he <clears throat> how young was he working for the company? Well, I don't know if he's if he was working for the WWF in the eighties. What was yeah? He then why? Yeah, but then why would Gene? Oakland he was under. Do? He was not. He wasn't even a teenager then. No, no. Then why would Gene Oakland give like the thing about his for like? Why would Gene Oakland be the guy to break that news? I don't know. That's a little odd. Yeah, that is a little odd, isn't it? Yeah, that's that like old. Yeah, that doesn't DT. If you listen to behind the scenes. Uh, then I, I don't get this. This story doesn't make sense then because Gene Oakland is the one talking about his friend that he worked with back then. I, I don't get that. So because yeah, he was younger than me and in well, the make 80s, sure, make sure 72. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going on the 71 actually. Oh, okay, sorry. You know, just, so I, I didn't mean to bring this. But no, yeah, that means he was like about almost five years. He's five years younger than me. So in the eighties, I sure as hell wasn't old enough to get a job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know. This is coming from the the news items of uh, several different sites. So I don't know. I know I've never heard the name Ed Cohen. Oh, people are saying DT's trolling. Never mind. Oh, DT's trolling. Okay. Oh, fuck you, DT. <laughs> there you go. With with love, with love, with love. Yes. I love DT. I love DT. God um, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> Thirty five. I was like, what are talking about? <laughs> yes. Was, August Fools. Happy, happy August Fools. That was a good one, by the way. Yeah. That threw me off again. But we're getting back to All In. And actually, I don't know if you heard, actually, someone pulled out of uh, StarCast, all, already part of the All In thing. Terry Funk is not going to be there. It's been announced by StarCast that Terry Funk will be unable to travel to Chicago for the event due to health reasons. And that the Empty Arena match retrospective has been canceled. Mm. So Terry will not be there. Speaking of getting up there in years, Terry's up there. He's, Terry's definitely not 35, is he, DT? So. He's probably like, yeah, maybe mid-30s. Yeah. <laughs> mid-30s. Sounds about right. <laughs> this is the let's just talk crazy let's, show. Yeah, let's just completely fuck up all the information show. Exactly. I'm okay with that. Let's just completely go off the rails on this show. I heard uh, at All In, Cody Rhodes is actually going to be wrestling Hulk Hogan in the main event. I think is that true? Really? Yeah. It's, it's, I, I heard it from DT. It's, it's going to be great. Man. Is that true? Oh, okay. That's, that's interesting. And Hulk actually, Hogan's probably going to go over with the big boot. You know. Oh God, please. <laughs> well, this is some some real news item, but not probably nothing to, to worry about. Nick Jackson of the Young Bucks is actually very ill at the moment. Really? Uh, Nick Jackson, uh, yes, Nick Jackson of the Young Bucks revealed <clears throat> on his Twitter page uh, last night or this morning that he's suffering from a very severe bout of the flu, and that this week's episode of Being the Elite would be delayed. Uh, below is his tweet. He says, "I have full blown flu for the last twenty four hours." That 12 hours of travel time home was the worst time of my life. Uh, might be delayed this week with certain things I'm doing, but I'll keep you updated. So I think he should be fine for uh, for all in, but he's uh, ill at the moment. Yeah. Swallow down that vitamin C or something, man. Yeah, I know. People get sick. What are you going to do? You know? But, um, Work through the pain. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, speaking of all in, uh, Colt Cabana. 
uh, said a little oh. something, something. This she'll be interested in. Mitch, Mitch, this is your part of the this is your part of the society here. Uh, did you hear about uh, Colt Cabana remaining coy about the pending lawsuit <clears throat> against TM Punk? Yes, he's very coy recently on his podcast. Would you like to know why they said that, Mitch? Why is he coy? I'm going to let you know, Mitch, because this is what we do. Uh, this is going to be then. Then we'll spout off some other fake nonsense. Um, Colt Cabana briefly, reluctantly issued a comment on his pending lawsuit against CM Punk. During the most recent episode of his podcast, Cabana is suing Punk, his former friend, for the cost of legal fees following WWE's lawsuit against the two of them. Uh, This is a quote. Cabana said on his podcast, all I want is for this thing to be settled, Cabana said. I don't have anything to say about it. I'm going to try to not say anything about it until this everything unfolds, I guess. So Cabana refuted recent, but Cabana did refute recent reports which suggested that his falling that he had a falling out with Punk while he was backstage at a WWE event. That mm-hmm. Punk uh, started hating on him after that. He's claiming that's not what happened. He's not going to specify what uh, the falling out was, but he just sure. wants this to be resolved. So he's kind of like I guess that is a coy uh, response. It is a little bit, but I mean, you know, at the same at the same point, is he kind of keeping a silence on this because he just doesn't want people involved? Or is it more along the lines of he's keeping this silent because it might hurt his legal case? I, I would think when you think that a, a, his lawyer would advise his client to not say anything, don't get into a pissing match, or don't even say too much on social media because it could hurt the case? Maybe. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it really depends on how you look at this case. I, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know because I thought everything was kind of laid out bare when they put the actual lawsuit up on, what was it, the Tribune? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not really sure what they plan on doing with this. Who knows what angle uh, Colt Cabana and his lawyers actually have against CM Punk before? When when does this actually hit the trial? Do you know? Oh, I have no idea. Do you know the All right. day? All right. No, I don't even know. But um, yeah, I guess so because he's scheduled to be at All In. But isn't CM Punk doing? He's doing an autograph session uh, over there. I guess they could cross paths, couldn't they? Right. Uh, this this well, coming weekend. Rumored. He was rumored at the announcement of All In. He was uh, back when they were doing the original announcement for All In. He was supposedly behind backstage, behind a curtain or something. And, uh, yeah, I guess he's contractually obligated to do a signing. Uh, I'm not sure if it's for All In or if it's more for StarCast. But uh, he's he's definitely attached in that scenario. I guess the rumor was is that the Young Bucks and uh, Cody Rhodes asked if he would join All In. And he said, no. Oh, really? They did? Oh, okay. They, they supposedly asked him, and he said no. And I don't know if I really buy that anyways. And I know a lot of people are going, oh. Because, I mean, you've already been there for two, or you're going to be there for two major parts of the event already. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't have anything against ROH. He has nothing against Cody Rhodes or the Young Bucks. You know what I mean? He doesn't even have anything against NWA. He just doesn't like Vince and WWE. So why would he say no? Well, you don't yeah. think like punk punk is just thinking like just he doesn't want anything to do with wrestling and that aspect of being in the ring or competing. He'll do the autograph thing for the fans and sign stuff, you know, maybe do that that end of it, but doesn't want anything to do with in ring competition or cutting a promo or doing angles. You know, I'll do this, but I won't do that. And it has nothing to do with WWE. Mm-hmm. Just has to do it. He's maybe he's just got you know punk always seems to have a love hate relationship with wrestling in general anyway. Uh, and real quick to throw this out here, just to uh, let DT know, uh, Ed Cohen's actual age was 62 years old. Yeah, that that makes more sense. You threw me the the obit, so thank you very much for that, DT. Yeah, thank you. But no, as as far as uh, CM Punk 
you know, it, it's it's a major event. Whether it doesn't matter what side of the event you're on, regardless, everybody has to accept the idea that it is a major event. It's a major idea being played out here. And uh, considering how many eyes are on this tournament, um, for better or worse, you think that he might want to be a part of that, you know, especially it happening in Chicago. I I don't know. It just I I don't know if I want to accept the answer of no at face value. Right. You know. Uh, well, I do think you'll really come out and cut a problem. I mean, it's a possibility, of course, but do you really th- what's your gut feeling, though, as a pretty knowledgeable well, I think wrestling fan? It has to be a big wrestling promo. I think, you know what? How about something as simple as being like the master of events or something like that, coming out there and just welcoming everybody to Chicago and then yeah. talking a little bit about wrestling and what wrestling means to him and, you know, how this isn't the evil company over on the East Coast. You know what I mean? And he could easily just walk away with something like that. It, it could be completely ambiguous. It doesn't have yeah. to be like, I challenge you, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> I challenge you know? Becky Lynch. to Right. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, I think some people are looking at this like, oh, he's got to get in the ring. It's never going to happen. And I'm like, uh, I can kind of agree with that. I can see him not jumping in the ring right away. You know, there is the idea that he might jump in there and make a save on somebody or something like that. But I don't even think he has to do that. I think he could literally just walk out there, talk for five minutes. People would eat it the fuck up and he'd go away. I agree. I mean, I, I think it's it's almost like one of those things that writes itself. It, it, it's, it's the perfect scenario. Hometown. He hasn't been seen in a long time, hasn't done anything like this at all, as far as wrestling goes. I mean, obviously, he's been seen on, you know, the UFC, the recent fight. Uh, this is a way to kind of atone in a way, because his, fa- his backers in wrestling, uh, they're going to forget all about that. They don't care that he's not a real-life tough guy. They right. care that he's great at what he does in the ring. He's a great wrestler. All is forgiven, forgotten. We don't care that you got beat down twice in the UFC. We just care about all the entertainment, the promos, the compelling storylines that he gave us as a wrestler. Sure. So that's really what they care about so it's such a perfect opportunity and it's gonna be one of those things that if it doesn't happen you just kind of shake your head and go how didn't they make that work well you know what even more interesting enough and, and i'm sure all, there's a lot of people that hate cm punk they're adamantly against everything oh, yeah. he does and stuff like that but even if those people show up to all in you think they're not going to be cheering punk in chicago Oh, I think they would go on. I mean, I get yeah. almost a little bit of chills from it, like thinking that this could happen. Like I'm, you know, as, as much as people might have, uh, you know, uh, the idea that I'm I, a detractor of CM Punk. So I'm actually a big fan. I always have been. But uh, and I'd like to see him uh, back wherever I could see him back, whatever company he goes to, New Japan, WWE, whatever, because I think he would be welcome back with open. Yeah, he's got some haters, of course. That that's going to yeah. happen. Just like Hogan, Hogan will be mostly welcome back with open arms. He'll have his haters and detractors, but that's a given. But I want to see CM Punk. He's still young enough to make an impact anywhere he goes. You know, so right. I, he's he's got another run in him. Not because I said so. It's because I think it's obvious that he has. Kevin Castle said so. Yeah, I said so. He's got another. Run. I think the the world knows he has another run in him. Sure. I mean, Chris Jericho's had ten runs in him. It was CM Punk's ten years younger than Jericho. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little less. A little, uh, maybe eight, seven, eight years younger. Um, it's the perfect scenario. It would be a shame to not take advantage of the opportunity. But knowing Punk, wouldn't surprise me if he takes a pass. Yeah. You mm. know. And speaking of also also um, 
pertaining to All In. Cody Rhodes uh, showed off a new custom belt made for the All In uh, spectacular coming up. Did you see that, Mish? No, I haven't seen the new belt yet. I have yeah, not. Oh, yeah, if you can go and check out his uh, Twitter and his uh, social media pages, Cody showed off his custom made belt that has uh, the phrase "Do the work" and Rhodes inscribed wow. on it. Yeah, Rhodes will be facing Nick Aldis for the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship on September 1st in Chicago. I guess that's the main event, right? Yeah. Who are you picking, Mish? By the way, pick them time, Mish. Nick Aldis or, or Cody Rhodes? I would personally like Nick Aldis to win. Um, but really? every, everything, everything screams Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes walking away with the NWA championship and being able to bring that to different feds uh, and having as much reach. I mean, Cody Rhodes is by far a uh, more well-known individual than Nick Alden Magnus, you know, whatever you want to call him, Uh, way more well-known and will do a lot of justice to bringing that title back a little bit. You know, it'll bring a little bit more notoriety to the title. So, I'd like to see Nick win. I think Nick is uh, kind of a man's man. He really has that kind of uh, staunch, you know, uh, attitude and stuff like that. And the way he even wrestles in the ring, a little bit stiff. You know, I kind of like that. Um, And I know, and I know you, and I I know you like his taste in wives. Well, yeah. I mean, come on. He's happens to be married to the most gorgeous woman in the world. So, oh, I I don't know, man. I just, you know, if he ever drops early. Oh, I know you're a big oh. Mickey James, uh, Mickey. James oh, fan. Yeah. Mickey it's James huge. is pretty awesome. Huge. It's pretty awesome. So, yeah, but I, 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 I think that, you know, Cody Rhodes winning, um, I, I think it makes the most sense mm-hmm. on every level. You know what I mean? And, uh, even though I don't want to, I got to go Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Well, let's do, well, let's do, uh, if you don't mind, we can do, uh, the card for all in. Want to hear the matches? And we'll sure, go, over let's it. go down it. Yeah, it's updated card for all in. This was as of uh, today, actually. I got this. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. The over the budget battle royal for a shot at the ROH title. Participants so far include Brian Cage, Jordan Grace, Moose, Rocky Romero, Colt Cabana, Ethan Page, Billy Gunn. Wow, Billy Gunn's in this. Jimmy Jacobs, Marco Stunt, uh, Trent, Chucky T. Brandon Cutler and Virgil. Um, so who do you who do you there's like more in this? People. That's, there's I, I know. Well, they said there's going to be more. So far, this is the list so far. Right. Um, I like Brian Cage in this actually, and Moose actually. I, Moose is growing on me. What do you think of Moose? He's all right. They actually have a, a couple of women in here too. Yeah, I'm going to go through the rest of the card. Right. But like I said, that's what they've listed so far. No, also, I mean the Battle Royal. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, also, some of the other matches. The, the Briscoes will be facing uh, Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky. Briscoes. Uh, yeah, the Brisco- yeah, Briscoe. I love the Briscoes. Yeah. The Briscoes are awesome. I'd like to see them come to the E one day, actually. The Usos, <laughs> the Usos do a good imitation of the Briscoes. <laughs> and it's good to see Frankie Kazarian back. I always like Frankie Kazarian. Did you? Yeah, I liked his tag team with uh, with Daniels. I would. It's too bad those two uh, can't team up. I thought they had a nice little thing going at uh, TNA a few years ago. I liked him before the haircut. Oh, did you? Yeah. Eh, yeah. yeah. But uh, and then uh, <laughs> for the All In pay per view uh, with a seven p.m. start Eastern time, you got Adam Adam Page versus Joey Janela. Who do you like in that match? Mitch? Joey Janela. Yeah. yeah, I like Joey Janela too. I've been I've been kind of following him and stuff, and I've been seeing some interviews he was, he's been doing. Um, not that Adam Page has his fans too. I don't know a lot about him. Saw a couple of his matches. He's supposed to be a real future superstar, but that should be a good matchup with two guys who are who are hot right now. 
Uh, then you got Tessa Blanchard versus Madison Rain versus Chelsea Green versus Britt Baker. What do you think of that? It's a nice foursome. Uh, I'm not sure. Who, who, who's your pick on that one? Uh, I'm really impressed with Tessa Blanchard. I like her a lot. Madison Rain has grown on me. Chelsea Green, ah, I'm not, and Britt Baker, I haven't seen enough. I know that's, I mean, there's some rumor going around with her and Adam Cole. Do you know anything about that? Yeah, well, there was a, I don't know if it was a rumor, didn't, I thought it was her and, uh, I thought it was actually Adam Cole and, uh, Tony Storm. Is that, I mean, is that true? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, again, you know, once oh, again, I, right. I'm a little cautious to speak on some of this stuff because I don't know if it's true and I don't want to look like right. an idiot. Uh, but uh, um, I know Britt Brit, Brit Baker was was with Adam Cole. I thought they were quite a good item uh, together. I don't know what's going on there. But as far as the match goes, I'm going to go with uh, Tessa Blanchard because I don't know enough about Britt Baker. Chelsea Green's okay. And Madison Rain, uh, I'm going to go with Tessa Blanchard. I think she's the hot hand right now. Okay. That works. You agree? Sure. Okay, this is a nice, this is a good match. Uh, interesting match. Stephen Amell, the Green Arrow, versus Christopher Daniels. There's Christopher Daniels. What do you think about that? What do you think of Stephen Amell? He's been uh, in some uh, high-octane training for this, from what I understand, according to Cody Rhodes. See, uh, Christopher Daniels is going to make Stephen Amell look like a million bucks. Uh, it's totally going to be Stephen Amell. Totally. Yeah, I like I like uh, Stephen Miller. Seems like a cool guy. Another guy I've been watching on some interviews. He's really trying to, you know, he's taking this very seriously. Uh, you know, great athlete, tremendous athlete. And you're right, Christopher Daniels will make him look like a million bucks. I think that could be actually be a pretty good match. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch. Uh, that'll be probably one of your more fun matches. You know what I mean? I think there's going to be like a lot of hope spots and stuff like that. It'll be nice and classic. Let me ask you a question. You think the crowd's going to back Amell or they're going to back Daniels? You think they'll boo Stephen Amell because he's a Hollywood guy? Or- I think it's going to yeah. be, like I said, it's going to be one of those fun matches. The crowd's going to back both at different times. You know what I mean? I, I don't yeah. think that Stephen Amell's going to get shit on at all. And obviously Christopher Daniels is going to get shit on, you know, especially being here around Chicago, too. So I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be a nice back and forth. Okay, and then you got Okada versus Marty Skrull. What do you think about that one, Okada? <laughs> Marty Skrull? Skrull. Uh, yeah, I think Okada. That's, that's my, my bad accent as you slaughtered uh, the, the, the other one with uh, your Texas meets uh, uh, Alabama. We're just all sorts of bad accents tonight. I know. Marty Skrull. <laughs> I know. It's terrible. Skeet, skeet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, I think I think Okada's going to win it. Uh, it, it. I just have a feeling for it. They want to definitely uh, showcase Okada here in the states, you know, especially at this event. I, I see Okada winning. Yeah, I would think that too. They want to showcase him exactly. I think uh, you know Marty will probably put him over. It, it, it makes more sense to to put the shine on Okada, you know, especially yeah. here in the states, especially something like this. Um, then you got Kenny Omega. This is a match I think everybody's looking forward to. Kenny Omega versus Pentagon. Hmm. You know, that's probably one of the harder picks. I would like to sit there and, and just immediately say, oh, yeah, Kenny Omega's going to win. But, man, Chicago has a lot of Lucha fans. A lot. They a do. lot of Lucha fans in the area. Absolutely. Uh Shit. More more than you more than you think. You think it's yes. an even split down the middle of New Japan indie fans. I really, I would think Chicago's it's really a, that, that kind of town, a lucha town. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yes, sir. Yes, sir. There's oh, a lot okay. of in Chicago. Hmm. Um, fuck, it's hard. I I think Pent Pentagon is going to win. Thanks. So? And there's there's no reason behind that. 
I think I just have a feeling that Pentagon's going to win this on Kenny Omega. But it's going to be one of those really long, drawn-out matches. It's going to be a fucking five-and-a-half stars kind of match. Oh, God, Jesus right. Christ. Well, it totally is. You know it is. It's it's going to be, you know, blow the roof off the place kind of match. Um, but I think Pentagon's going to win. Yeah, and, of course, both guys heavily rumored to be courted by the WWE for the new year. So they could wind up fighting again at WrestleMania. You never know. Right. And but, I, uh, I love Shaheen. Shaheen's like, AAW's big in Chicago. Yeah, AAW's not Lucha, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm going by your word. I mean, so you live there. Right. So. Well, I, you know what? And that might not even be the reason. I just, I just have a feeling. Just a feeling. That's all it is. It's more than a feeling? More than a feeling. <laughs> God. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Pentagon. I'm going to go with Pentagon. Too. Cool. Okay, Ring of Honor title match. Champion Jay Lethal versus the winner of the Over the Budget Battle Royal. Now, I was saying, that, you know, I'm going to go with uh, Cage to win the Over the, uh, the, the over Budget Battle Royal. I think uh, Taylor Hendricks is going to win the Over the Budget Battle Royal. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Taylor Hendricks, I was reading something today that she declared she will never, ever, <laughs> ever go to the WWE, ever. Ah, Taylor, come on. We need she her. She said she would never go. She's more than happy where she's at now. Why am I yelling, by the way? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, uh, she's she's kind of a she's kind of a nutcase. But uh, pick someone who's going to win. Who, who do you think Jay Lethal will go up against? Uh, <sighs> I still think it, it might be a name that's not even on the list yet. You think I so? Think but who, be, yeah, but who could that yeah. be? Who could it be? Uh, By the way, you think your your opinion because he's softened up on this. This Chris Jericho's done a one eighty. By the way, I will never. Uh, you heard a couple months ago, Miss. You, I think you might have even talked about it on Soup. Me and DT talked about it on our show, where uh, Jericho declared, you know, working in New Japan is different. He doesn't want to compete in the states. Disrespect Vince McMahon. He has respect for him. Going to New Japan, doing stuff overseas is different. Uh, he has no interest to go into independence or doing shows like that. And I think he he could actually wound up wind up being it all in, don't you think? Because he's he's been promoting it. He's kind of softened on this kind of stuff the last few weeks. Jericho's been doing a lot. He's, he's been really doing a lot. But a year ago at this time, he was claiming he would never do anything. Or even earlier in the year, actually, when they were talking about, uh, will you ever consider doing anything outside of New Japan? He goes, no, that's because it's out of country. And right. Vince, Vince has been good to me. He's been quoted saying this. But I, I think he's softened on this. I wouldn't be shocked if uh, he makes an appearance. And could he wind up being the opponent for Jay Lethal? Well, let me ask you a question. Why what? in the world is Jericho softening up on this? I don't know, but he's been... It, it's it's been reported, and if you listen to some of the things he's saying, he's been very uh, in high promotion mode of other companies and territories and federations and stuff where he can, he can wind up going anywhere. I mean, he's not under contract at WWE. He can do whatever he wants. Right. But I think he was playing the loyalist card for quite a while, and now it just seems that, uh, you know, I don't even. it's not even a case of money. I think he'll just do what he wants to do, something that piques his interest. He doesn't need the money. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so maybe I, I would you be shocked? I would say let's go this way. Much more chance of Jericho showing up at all in than CM Punk. In my opinion, I don't. Yeah, but there has. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I can go with that. I could definitely see Jericho making an appearance of some way. I, I don't know if they'd put him in the battle royal. I, I, like I can well, why, why not? Why not? Why not? You know, he could be in the Royal, you know, Royal Rumble. Or whatever. Wouldn't that make sense for him to go into the Battle Royal and then win it, and then he can have a little, you know, match up with Jay Lethal, fucking with Kenny Omega again or something? You think so? Yeah, you think, but you yeah. think he would? Yeah, uh, you think they would let Jericho kind of ruin a classic between him and Pentagon? Is it really a necessity to do that? 
Yeah, but you know how much that crowd's going to pop? That crowd would go insane if Jericho was the one that came out there. But wouldn't they, wouldn't they pop bigger for, okay, here's the, the last name of the Battle Royal, and it's and here comes Jericho. Wouldn't that be the big pop moment, too? Maybe. That could work, too. Absolutely. Just thinking, like, like, I'm I said, like a book. On, like, I got my Kevin Sullivan uh, hat on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking like a booker. Without the GHB. Right, but, right, right. <laughs> or the MSG. You know. <laughs> the MSG or the GHB. <laughs> Without the satanic cloak. I'm not wearing a cloak yes. at the moment. And no but, extra sodium. Like, no, 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 no. Nothing like that. I, I got enough problems. Mish. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think Jericho could be the surprise. Like you said, there's still people to be announced for this uh, over-the-budget Battle Royal. So. Well, you know who we can definitely not expect there? Who? Vince Russo. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. He's still disinvited, huh? He's still disinvited, uh, yes. Oh, my God. She's... All right. Well, let's let's move ahead, and oh, we just talked about let's let's do it. No, no. Like I said, we'll we do a couple more matches. We already talked about the NWA World Heavyweight Championship match. Nick Aldis yeah. versus Cody Rhodes. Uh, we're picking uh, Aldis. No, I'm picking Cody. Oh, you are picking Cody. Okay. Yeah, I, like I, you like this. I win. like Aldis, uh, but I think Cody's going to win it. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it wouldn't make sense, even though Cody would be like that would be the consummate professional, like you know, to make himself lose at an event that he put that would like show a lot. You know what I mean? But also, he's his father's son. Dusty would put himself over, and I'm not saying that in a sarcastic kind of way. I mean, Dusty was a big attraction, and Cody's a big deal on this card, so right. maybe he should win if that's what the fans want to see. Is Nick Aldis a big enough name to get that kind of reaction to go over Cody Rhodes? Is that really what the crowd wants to see? Yeah, it's not going to happen like that. Oh, and of course, uh, we have Rey Mysterio, Bandito, and Phoenix versus the Young Bucks and Kota Abushi. That's a great match. Golden Elite, yes. Golden Elite, yes. What do you think? Who's going to take this one? Golden Elite. Yeah? Yeah, Hands down. Yeah, I would say so, too. I mean, uh, you're going to see a lot of flippies and a lot of super kicks. Oh, yeah. No, it's definitely going to be the spot fest match of the night. Totally. Oh, it's going to be total spot fest match. I mean, Mysterio's coming to the the E after this pretty much, right? It's been established. I think so. You know, but I mean, what is he going to bring? You know, I I don't. I mean, he's in his, you know, twilight of his career pretty much. Right. Right. Even though, again, he's what six, seven years younger than Jericho. But Mysterio's got had a lot of injuries. Yeah. He's he's been banged up quite quite a bit. And also there's talk, too, of course, WWE being very interested in Phoenix. I heard about that too, I, I, but I, you know, I heard it was just like basic rumor. I, I haven't seen anything actually go through with that. So yeah, what would they do with him anyway? That they don't wind up uh, put him but, on two hundred five live along with everybody else. You but know? don't you think? Don't you think they're kind of you know they're kind of missing the luchador factor down in uh, NXT, aren't they, Mish? Like, is they really, they really couldn't they use a good luchador in NXT? Well, Sienna Almas was, you know, obviously worked uh, a little bit of a hybrid style. Right, right. I'm saying, well, he's been called up now and maybe like someone someone new, you know, maybe like if you get a guy like Phoenix down there, you could work with uh, Matt Riddle you know, uh, or something like that. But just, uh, you know, a mass wrestler or someone kind of, you know, to, to put into NXT. I think they're just lacking it. They don't really have one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They're, they're still rebuilding their division. They have I, WWE has so many people right now. They just need to move some of these people out. Well, Kevin Owens quit, so there's room on the roster yeah, right now. Well, of course. That's, <laughs> he's he's that's gone. At least two, two, 205 live people right there. And you got Eric Rowan is, is out now for an undetermined amount of time. Yeah, he's a little um, bit of a sad story, huh? Yeah, why don't you, uh, you know, you got the skinny on his injury and stuff, and we'll talk about it. Bicep injury. Another, it's a, it's a bicep injury is what he, like a bicep tear or something like that. 
Uh, I don't have any actual time on how long he's going to be out, but uh, this is his like third major injury. And uh, apparently there's rumor going around with Luke Gallows maybe kind of rejoining with Bray Wyatt at some point. Like there's there's the hint of a new Wyatt family reemergence. Um, but yeah, Aaron Rowan, third big injury. I don't know. What do you do with a guy like that? Do you release well, him? I mean, I was I was going to say, well, you know, they obviously they dropped the belts. They say Luke Gallows. I'm sorry. I meant Luke Harper. My Luke, Luke, Luke Harper. I know. It's OK. No problem. At least they didn't say it in a bad accent. I know. Uh, horrible. No, nah, it's okay. So am I. But uh, I think, listen, Bray Wyatt's a man without a country right now. As we all know, Matt Hardy is taking a step back from active uh, in-ring competition, doing more production behind the scenes because of his uh, nagging injuries. Uh, so Bray Wyatt is, again, kind of, what do you do with Bray, who's supposed to be, you know, I won't say a top guy, but a featured act, let's call him, on the uh, in the company. And now you got Luke Harper, who's got nowhere to go. They should reteam these reteam these guys. I mean, it's to me, it's obvious what bring uh, you think bring uh, Luke back over to Raw or bring Bray back over to SmackDown? Just playing Booker for a second, Mish. What would you do with those two? And where would you where would you put them? SmackDown or Raw? SmackDown. SmackDown. I, yeah, I, I think that they would actually survive a little bit better on SmackDown, don't you? Because Raw seems like I, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like it's going to be a place for them. But who knows what the opportunity is with the Shield? You know, I mean, obviously you're going to eventually pair them up like that. I, I don't know. I think SmackDown would be more fun, but obviously they need foils for Shield in order to protect Roman Reigns' title. I don't know. What do you think of? No, I think so too. And maybe they can even do a little something with having Braun's back, maybe on Raw, you know, or, or something like that, where they can have that kind of pop, you know, crowd moment. I mean, I'm just thinking outside the box here, but just as a fan of, wouldn't that be something to see? Uh, the Shield beat down Bray, and here come Luke and Bray, or they shut off the lights. And I'm just, like I said, playing super fan here. And then here they are, and then you have the three against the three, and the crowd would go wild. Yeah. Would they, though? <laughs> you don't think so? No, you don't think so? Initial, come on, Mitch. You know, initially, when they see stuff like this, they do. I don't think it'll have a longevity, though. I mean, who's going to actually believe that the Shield are going to lose to them? I don't know if they think they'll lose to them, but just to see the old feud, like, you know, you know, like I said, the, the old act flow back into the old act. People like that kind of stuff. I mean, it wasn't like I it was from, a you better. Know. You know what? I mean, we were talking about it earlier tonight about Raw and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think you have a better chance trying to uh, use Dolphin uh, Derp along with uh, Bray Wyatt in order to go after the shield than you do kind of resurmounting uh, the Wyatt family. Right. Now, I mean, again, you know, Bray Wyatt is a guy who constantly, they're just uh, having a hard time finding his niche. He was wearing the gold with Matt Hardy, but did it really mean anything, Mish? And be honest, did you think anything of that team, the, the leader of worlds, did, did that mean anything to you? Did it mean anything to me? It was really weird because, you know, when the whole feud was happening between Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy, people were having fun with it. WWE at one point even allowed us to see uh, the good old drone, uh, 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 Vanguard One. Yeah, that was fun. Brought him on screen, and and there was rumors of getting his wife involved and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. there were all these potential motions for the actual delete Matt Hardy gimmick to kind of come over and and kind of really establish itself. But WWE pulled pulled out on it, you know, pretty soon. Obviously, Jeff Hardy uh, left the family. He was no longer Brother Nero. He went back to being Jeff Hardy with Google Maps on his face and shit. But uh, (laughs) – I don't know. I think I don't think that WWE ever believed that the Matt Hardy gimmick would ever get over. So they didn't give it a chance. You know, I think uh, I don't mean to sit there and 
and start like the Alex Jones controversies and mm-hmm. shit like that. But I think they pulled Matt Hardy just because they could. Well, Mish, I mean, you know, and this plays into what we're talking about, actually segues perfectly. Uh, you know, Matt Hardy, uh, his career is pretty much winding down. And actually, you know, to show even more about that, that it's kind of in a serious way. Uh, Matt Hardy thanked uh, the fans for a heartwarming send off at uh, Sunday live event just what yesterday. Um, Matt Hardy took to Twitter on Sunday night to thank the fans at a live event in Rochester, New York for the emotional send-off he received. For those unaware, of course, Hardy's been dealing with a number of lingering issues uh, with his lower back fusing into his pelvis and his in-ring career looks to be over or certainly limited to special appearances only. Hardy recently stayed, yes, Hardy recently started as a backstage producer at SummerSlam. There are plans for this to become his full-time role within the company. Matt Hardy tweeted the following, thank you for a wonderful and heartwarming send-off tonight, Rochester. I appreciate you. So Matt Hardy, I don't think it's even cryptic. I think his career is coming to an end. It's just not nothing official yet. And I don't know, Matt Hardy just might go quietly into the night. He's not Undertaker, Mish. I mean, is there going to be a big to-do and a pay-per-view surrounding Matt Hardy's last match? I think Matt's just going to call it a day. I'm not saying that he is right now i'm saying that it's set up for him to take a step back almost permanently out of live in-ring competition yeah maybe i i i can see him taking a step back I, I don't know if i could see him retiring fully just yet you know i think he still has something to do with it and obviously he'll go around the indies for a while and do okay for himself well that's a pretty that's a pretty some time off, legitimate time off i mean this is a family man here we're talking about he does have a legitimate family king maxwell wasn't just an actor. You what, know, a cute, I, what a cute, that kid's so cute, by the way. Yeah, right? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he just wants to take off some legitimate time and spend some time home nailing that's a pretty, his place. I mean, the, 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 the pelvis thing and the fusion, and to, uh, that's a pretty serious entry, Mesh. Yeah, no, for sure. And the way his style is, and if you see, Mesh, did you, ever, did you see him in the ring his last couple of times? He stood crooked. He, right. he looked like he was having, and he walked with kind of this, like kind of like off balance kind of thing going. You know, he is in his early 40s. I mean, he's older than Jeff. Him and Jeff are beaten up, though. Mitchell, it would be shocking for them to take a step step away from the ring. No, no, it wouldn't at all. But no, you think for it, man. I mean, you know what? Anytime that somebody wants to take time off, good for them. You know what I mean? So, well, like I said, it might it might be permanent. It might not be. But I just think that's interesting that he said, you know, thanks for the send off. You know, what is he trying to say? I don't know. I'm not sure, sir. I don't know. I was waiting for you to finish your beer. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not allowed to drink on the show, but you are. <laughs> next next week, I'm bringing a lasagna on the show. Okay, we we'll give a few more shout outs to our uh, our our Patreons, the rest of our Patreons. Again, these are the folks and friends who keep the lights on, help pay the bills, and we owe them a big, uh, much gratitude. Uh, Mark Israel, Matt Militia, Jeffrey Collins, Tim Everhart, Bobo Mack. Sean DeMarsh, Lucia Del Bon, Dan Hayes Valdez, Mandingo Chamberlain, Josh Wilson, Jason Pratt, Toby DeShong, Scott Woodford, CJ Yohara, Crestman, James Deal, Donald J. Trump, Russell Zavala, Kenneth Hewlett, Mural Combs Jr., Douglas McKay, Anna DeGay Banana, Julian LeBlanc, Brandon Rice, Frank O'Shea, Carl Buteau, aka Cheese and Rice, Spider Lewin, Isaac Metaphor Fox, Marcus Antonius, Douglas McKay, Rob McCabe, Brian Byrne, Daniel Warren, and Michael Como. Also want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Mish. Uh, Texas Podcast Massacre. 
this awesome horror film theme podcast. As I mentioned a couple of times before, I was on that show. Uh, did a They Live uh, retrospective on the Roddy Piper. It was a lot of fun. I'll definitely uh, come back on that show. Real awesome guys. Had a great time. So check them out. Texas Podcast Massacre. Also, Rocked Reviews, a very unique and inter- entertainment music theme podcast. They have a YouTube channel, Rocked Reviews. The Sneaker Addict, our friend DJ Dells. That's DJ yes. Dells Sneaker Podcast. Yeah, Dells is awesome. I was interacting with him before. Uh, his YouTube channel is The Sneaker Addict. Uh, Elman Shah was a displayed store. It's pop culture artwork. You can go check that out. Uh, Sub-Zero Comics at subzerocomics.com. It's got wrestling, comics, and all sorts of pop culture collectibles. Crisis in the Toyverse podcast, a YouTube channel, Undercover Capes. And, of course, Your Best Bargains LLC, who has an Amazon store and an eBay store. So check them out. And thank you guys very much. Very cool. That's it. Very cool. So what else you got, Mish? Anything else we got to cover tonight? Uh, let's see. There was some oddball news. Um, did you take a look at anything about the uh, KSI versus Logan Paul, that YouTube shit? No, I didn't get a chance to see that. Yeah, basically uh, YouTube streamers were fighting um, in a boxing match. Logan Paul is the one that had the uh, went to the Japanese suicide forest. Remember him? <laughs> Yeah, and the, the guy who was oh, is that the guy who there was someone hanging there from the train right. and mocked right. it? Oh, he yep. said something. Everyone up in arms. Yeah, he's not. Does he have anything to do with wrestling? No, but they had like a boxing match. They they have this thing where they have like a YouTube World Heavyweight Championship, and they actually get in a ring and they box and shit like that. Oh, but God. they got over seven hundred and fifty thousand people to pay to watch that shit. Really? Yeah, it's just weird, man. It's like. Uh, you look at impact struggling to make pay-per-views, you know, to, to, to make buys on their monthly and stuff like that. And you got 750,000 people watching Logan Paul, uh, draw with KSI. See, I see people mention, uh, like I've heard the name and stuff. And I know, like I said, I mean, listen, we cover stuff. that has nothing to do with wrestling, obviously, uh, yeah. as well, like news items. But yeah, I mean, I just didn't know what he was famous for. You know what I mean? He's famous it's for like YouTuber. <laughs> he looks like he looks like a surfer dude, right? Like a yeah. blonde-haired guy right. and stuff like that. Yeah, I remember the the the, the Japanese the suicide forest thing. It was just a few years ago at this point, right? Yeah, and he pissed people off, and so that's just eerie in general. You know, it's just uh, that story was really bizarre. It's people hanging from trees over there. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, but Page. actually, oh, what's, what's that? No, I was going to go on about Page because I mean it was just oh, a throwaway piece of news. But yeah, yeah, talk about Page because then I'll mention something about Bret Hart getting uh, an Indigenous Blackfoot uh, award. Well, Page made a big complaint um, over the weekend. I think it was over the weekend, or no, actually it was a little bit before Thursday. So, talking about uh, on Twitter, she was talking about the TSA giving her unwanted attention. Uh, she's quoted as saying, "To the men in TSA, just." Check the pick and let us through. I heard about that. I heard about that. Most of the time talking about my Zodiac sign, Mm. staring at my boobs and winking at me in a disturbing amount. Mm. It's not flattering. It's creepy. I mean, me and Joey joked about it, but I mean, holy shit. these, These guys are probably miserable at their jobs, doing nothing all day, but letting slobs through. So she didn't she didn't like that. They were overly friendly with her. Yeah, they didn't like the fact that they looked at her. She was very un- unhappy with the fact that they looked at her. Oh, really? That's, I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> and, 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 uh, 
I, I just don't even get what the complaint is. So they they, they were leering at her. Or she was perceiving them to, to sizing her up, I guess, and in a sexual way. Right. I mean, she was clearly probably wearing something like a dashiki and like, you know, three robes so that clearly nothing was showing. Oh, wait, no, it's Paige. She was right. probably wearing something very low cut and is upset that people are actually staring at her for wearing low cut. Let me ask you a question. What was the what was the feedback on that from the faithful, uh, you know, of course, supporting her? Or did anybody kind of put her in a place and tell her to relax? There's more important things to worry about. Both. There was. Really? It was. Yeah. Because, OK, the argument was is there was a lot of people saying, you know, shut up. Uh, like even Boom Shock was saying attention whore and stuff like that. There was a lot of people that were <laughs> like that. But then there was also a lot of. Uh, faithful fans, I guess, that said things like, uh, uh, it's not your right to be able to stare at a woman in an uncomfortable fashion. It's a, it's an assault. It's harassment. Right. And it's like looking at someone is harassment now. And I'm just like, Oh God, I'm gritting my teeth as I'm reading this. And I'm just like, when does it stop? You can't even ask women about their Zodiac sign anymore. I, I, I've never done that ever, by the way. Have you ever done that in the pickup? Oh, it was popular in the 90s. You know? Was it? No. no. <laughs> it was popular in the 90s, was it? No, nah, it wasn't. But uh, she's not suing or anything. Can you sue for leering? I don't think you can. <sighs> I don't know. Dude. Uh, no, boom. Boom was like, that's only 0. Point blah, 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 blah of the population. No, man, there was a lot of people pissed off. At the fact that people were like, yeah, what's wrong with staring at you? Right. So I, I, I don't know what you know Twitter he was reading, but <laughs> no. No, so unfortunately, it's just it, – but that's 2018 is everything is offensive now, you know, and, and not to get too deep into it. But, I mean, this is one of those scenarios that it's like, look, I mean, if they did something to her, if they physically handled her as a TSA and they were groping her in an unprofessional manner – I totally agree with her that that's wrong, that she should say something. But somebody looks at you because you're attractive and you fucking fly off the handle at her. It's like, come on, man. That's well, just no, ridiculous. No, well, dude, I toned down my rhetoric tonight about Trish Stratus because remember, I got myself in a little bit of trouble when I called her a piece of ass uh, a few months back, remember? Yeah. Uh, so tonight I said, still hot as fuck. I, I went a little bit lighter on it. <laughs> that's not as bad, right? Why, why are we all worried about what we say? No, I, 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 because people said not. I remember it's like some people tweeted me not cool when I wrote piece of ass. And I was just like, it's a fucking it's a compliment. And uh, so I said hot as fuck tonight. And I didn't get any bad blowback on that one. So she did look great. I mean, to people like, oh, why, why can't you just say she looks beautiful or whatever? I'm like, because I don't talk that way. And I don't right. really want to say that. You know, I got terrified I, of fucking vernacular. That's why. Exactly. I got to be a me, couple of know? epithets aren't going to fucking rape the population. That's yeah, a good. No. I like that, Mitch. I'm going to write that down. A couple of epithets <laughs> aren't going to rape. Can I use that? People are terrified of English, man. People are just terrified of talking. You know? Oh my gosh, she's using blue language. Oh no! Stop! Come on. I'm from fucking New York. I'm from Chicago. You know? Maybe if I was in the middle of the actual Bible Belt, it'd be one thing. Who knows? It's funny. Like when I post stuff like that, I sometimes will 
take like a second to think about it. I'm like, ah, should I really write that hot as fuck or whatever? But I, but, but I always put like a wink or a smile, you know, joke or whatever. I, you know, so no one takes it seriously. But you still get people who write you off the cuff and say, uh, dude, oh, I'm surprised you said that. Or, oh, dude, not, not cool. Do you know it's 2018? The last time I said a piece of ass thing, someone said it to me. And I was like, I, I didn't really say, I, again, it was said lighthearted in a complimentary way. I wasn't, uh, what, what, what's the word, objectifying her or whatever. Right. Um, and I think, I, I don't know her personally, but I would think that Trish would have a sense of humor about that. Kevin Castle, the king of microaggressions. <laughs> 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 Listen, I mean, you know, we all have our favorites. I'm sure you would say Mickey James was a piece of ass. I'd wear her vagina like a hat. <laughs> oh, so you're saying a real, actual pussy hat? Yes, an oh actual God. pussy hat. Yes, Jesus. sir. Uh, you can reach Mish at Wrestling Suit. <laughs> Send your mail to uh, Mish. Uh, yeah, well, you're just being honest, and I don't think that's like so. I mean, you know. It's not yeah, that I know. I, look, dude, that's my whole thing is you should be able to tell a girl that she's pretty, that you, you find her attractive and stuff like that without automatically being thrown, so, th- get, get the book <laughs> thrown at you, you know, and get arrested by the court of social opinion. You know, it's like, come on, guys. Jesus Christ. Like I said, I totally agree if somebody's being creepy to the point of like stalking and oh, yeah, like like there's a difference between somebody saying something and then there's a difference between somebody walking you around the block. You know, oh, like, no, absolutely. I, I totally agree. I mean, I, I, I agree. Like, you know, there's that you could say a nice compliment, but you know, to be creepy and stalker and like, you know, right. kind of, you know, uh, go a little bit over the top with certain things you're saying, being a little overly aggressive. I think there's a big difference. And I think people are smart enough uh, to decipher what's what. You know, what I mean, but then there's some whistleblowers and some fucking, uh, you know, people who just uh, want to jump at the slightest thing and 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 put you on blast for God knows why. Like they've never had a moment in their life of saying something like that. And if oh, they, they have, have, and if they haven't, they haven't lived. To be quite honest with you, they're they're pure. They're pure, unpure, unpure. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Blades of Glory. Remember that movie? Yeah. Will Farrell. Unpure, unpure. But uh, clean. Mish, let me ask you a question because uh, getting back to all in and you, and I just saw you make a statement about this and then I was wondering and I know you, it, it was serious maybe a little joking but mostly serious. I mean, what's going on in Chicago now? That area and you know you talk about the Bullet Club and I saw people you know kind of you know you were talking about the violence and the gun violence in Chicago. How, that area where they're having the uh, all in, how is that area? Is it a safe? Oh, it's safe is, as it, is, is it safe? Collar. Yeah, it's white collar entitled area. It's very nice. Is it right? So where they're actually having the all in, that's a good area. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I mean, like the actual streets are paved with gold. So are they really? They're paved with gold. Paved <laughs> with actual gold. Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. Jeez. No, it's it's a very nice area. It's very well kept, and you're right next to I ninety. So I mean, you're right next to the interstate, so that you don't have to worry. Like if you want to get the fuck out of there, the, the interstate is literally right there. So you're good. So people, uh, most people, if they're staying in hotels, they'd be staying in the surrounding area. They're not going to kind of be in any of the more seedy or dangerous uh, areas in the I Chicago. I hope not. Right. I mean, I, I hope people do a little bit of research first. I mean, right. if you're picking up a hotel by uh, 26th and Cal, perhaps you should uh, try to look somewhere else. Blue <laughs> you know? Island might sound exotic, but it really is not. Oh, like Blue know? Island. Yes, there's nothing humble about Humboldt Park, you know. It's just uh, yeah, there's certain areas you stick, you, you stay away from. But I mean, there's going to be a lot of people that'll be traveling into the city, 
you know, I think for the most part, people should stick probably to the north side. Uh, obviously, go downtown, uptown, Bucktown, Boys Town, shit like that. You know, there's there's areas that you go and there's areas you don't want to go. I mean, there is crime, unfortunately, all over the city. Uh, right. What was it, two weeks ago, there's another 50 people shot. Oh, no, no, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And someone who knows the area, like you can kind of give the, the friends and fan base here a kind of perspective on everything of, you know, where some people might not really know a lot, never been to Chicago before, doesn't know really what they're getting into. And right. they hear these they, they hear they hear these stories and, they, you know, we're, we're kind of just, you know, spreading the news on what's what over there, kind of giving them the lowdown on the area. Yeah, and people, and it's not actually in Chicago, it's in Hoffman Estates. Right, so, it's not, exa- that's that's another thing, it's kind of like a faux Chicago, it's not really in Chicago. No, it's not, and that's why yeah. I said right off the get-go, it's completely different, it's not, it's not Chicago, you don't have to worry about the same things that you read about. But my point was, is that people will probably be traveling to Chicago, I imagine that some of these people that are coming in, especially from out of town, mm-hmm. might want to go somewhere else besides StarCast and All In. Maybe they'll take a trip into the city and uh, delight on our wonderful pizzas. Yes. uh, yes. (laughs) Delight on our wonderful pizzas. On our wonderful pizzas. Try our delicious water. Mish, Uh, I think you should do it. Why don't you do a tour bus? No. Just show people around. (laughs) You could clean up, Mish. No. No, thanks. No, you don't want to do that? No. I did a little bit. <laughs> the Mish tour, like the Kramer reality tour on Seinfeld. <laughs> Mish gives out pizza bagels. Oh my god, that would be awesome. Well, the Mish reality tour. You could play like a, you could have an old school radio and play some songs. That'd be all. You do a little sing along. That'd be all. You show people you know, Chicago. It'd be great. No, I mean it, it, people have fun though. I mean, there's plenty of places to go. There's plenty of fun places to to hang out and stuff like that. Just you know. Make sure you take a look uh, if you're curious about which neighborhoods that uh, you want to go to and which neighborhoods you don't want to go to. Uh, check out HeyJackass.com. That's a uh, they have one for Chicago, and it covers all the crime statistics going on to the day. Oh, really? Uh, HeyJackass.com. Is HeyJackass.com. Yes, sir. Is that just for Chicago? Or that's for other places. They got one for New York too now. Do they really? I never heard of that before. Is that yeah. a new thing, or it's been around for a while? Well, the original one is for Chicago, and, and that was run by off-duty police officers. Like, there's a couple people that run it. So I don't know who's running the New York one. I imagine it's probably a New York off-duty officer or something like that that's running it. But they just pretty much keep up the statistics of what goes on every day, you know, in the city and stuff like that. So it's kind of oh, okay. cool. Yeah. Right, they give well, you, like, shoot locations, like how many people have been shot in the head, how many people have been shot in the are you Are you being serious? For real? Yes, totally. Totally. Oh, they do. They have... <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, I'll pull it up right now, real quick. Just yeah, well, well, yeah. welcome to Chicago. Yeah, Jesus uh, uh August to date, shot and killed forty-eight people, shot and wounded two hundred and seventy-three people. Total shot three hundred and twenty-one. Total homicides fifty. Uh, this week, though, we've only had two people shot and killed. We've only had thirteen people shot and wounded. Total fifteen shot. Uh, year to date. Uh, 326 have been shot and killed. Uh, 1,707 people have been shot and wounded. 2,033 total shot and 383,000. Uh, I'm sorry, 383 oh, total homicides. A person in Chicago is shot every two hours and 49 minutes. That's actually gone down a little bit, so that's nice. A couple a couple of weeks ago, it was only at two hours. Every two hours, somebody was shot. And it actually shows you the deadliest uh, hoods. As they put it, like Austin is probably one of the worst neighborhoods in Chicago. Garfield Park, Inglewood, North Lawndale, Humboldt Park, Auburn, 
Grand Crossing, New City, et cetera, et cetera. Then it tells you how many shots were self-defense. They tell you how, what the shot placement was. Uh, 417 people have been shot in the torso. That's 151 crazy. people shot in the head. 312 people shot in the arms. Uh, 761 people shot in the dick and lower body. And 51 people shot unknown. So. Did you say shot in the dick? Yeah. Oh, God. That's that's I, yeah I mean that's just the statistics in Chicago for gun violence is just off the charts that's, that's just unbelievable. Yeah. I mean you know but uh, other than that enjoy all in everybody. <laughs> <laughs> just, but no seriously you know Mish is from the area so he would know that's why we got into this whole thing but obviously anybody who's going to all in have a good time enjoy it I'm sure it's going to be a great show. Sure. The matches look great I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun with the star cast and the panels and everything. And uh, anybody we know who's going to be participating there, we wish you good luck and, and, and enjoy it. <laughs> good luck, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, just good, good, good luck. You know, just in general. You know, just the whole, I hope it goes. No. Listen, you don't know how these things. I don't are want to go, scare man. anybody, dude. It's gonna, be, dude. No, 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 no. I was talking about no, no. I wasn't talking about that. I was talking oh, about good, oh. good luck with. I hope the event is people get all out of it as they put all into oh. it. Yeah, That's yeah. what I, I, I didn't mean survival. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> but but listen, let me tell you, we could use some thinning of the herd in this podcast community. You know, we can use some thinning of the herd in this podcast community. I mean, you know, I would feel bad, but, you know, the, the things happen. But I was saying, good luck. You know, people, a lot of people are excited about it, you know, and the people partaking in it. I hope they, again, uh, come out of it, uh, you know, uh, with a good time and everything. It runs well and it's successful. It, you know, yeah. behooves all of us for it to be good. It's good for the community. It's good for everyone. Uh, obviously, you know, it's not about being WWE fanboys or anything like that. Because I, I, again, I come from a time where I love the territories. I used to love every, keep up with every federation, every stuff. It's hard when you're older, you know. But I, I, it looks like a great card. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, hopefully, maybe I could see it on, um, on pay per view. If not, of course, I'll find another way. But um, it looks like a good time, and want everybody to enjoy it. And of course, uh, you know, be safe regardless. <laughs> And uh, let's uh, just just hit up Mish if you really have problems. Give Mish a call. Yeah, no, I'll just put my cell phone right on Facebook. And <laughs> Mish, put your cell phone on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Mish, I'm at the corner of site. Where at Mish? I'm lost. <laughs> uh, Mish, what would you say? Which gang would you say not to f with in this town? <laughs> I stepped on a guy's shoe, and he said he's going to kill me. Uh, uh, that was. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, but uh, want to plug anything, Mish, before we get out of here? Uh, upcoming uh, stuff we got, soup and breakfast. No, soup. Tuesday we got uh, we, we got the Fags show, Frank and Gus show. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously Wednesday we have we have breakfast soup this week, I believe. Yes? Yes. Uh, yeah, you do, right? Does, is DT doing a breakfast with Blasi? He is this week, right? Yeah, he is. Oh, wait, no, then. If he's doing a breakfast with Blasi, then breakfast soup is next week. Dude, I, it's like I want to do a breakfast soup every week, I think. I'm, I'm just all lost. Yeah, yeah, no, Tuesday I got uh, uh, definitely uh, the fag show. And uh, I think Wednesday we might squeeze in another John Draper show. I'm not sure. Depends. Okay. Okay. So we'll see how that works out. But I'm sure he has a lot to talk about. So it's been a real busy week all all the way around, even in comic book land and music land. So, oh, Yeah, no, of course. I got uh, the Castle Chronicles solo show this Thursday yeah. for all of our Patreons. And like I said, if you're not a Patreon, please sign up. As Patreon uh, slash, slash Don Tony for as little as five bucks, right, Mish? You get a lot for your money. Right. A lot of bucks. Best giveaways. We've got a lot of stuff. So please join if you haven't already. And thank you to everybody who is a Patreon. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in tonight. And any final words, Mish? 
carjacking is easy in Hoffman Estates. <laughs> oh my god! I was, I was thinking more along the lines of where Kevin Owens goes from here, but I guess you can see carjacking. Oh my god! I got, we had some people thinking twice about all in right now. I was like, is this, is this dangerous? I was going for a good time. I'm not going to fight for my life like Logan's Run here. Oh my god! It's like the Warriors down there. Yeah. Oh my god. So- well, let's hope the let's hope the gangs don't think it's like a field day and go after everybody at all in. I don't know. That, that, Mitch, that would never happen, right? No. I, what are you talking about? They're probably big Cody Rhodes fans. Oh, you think so? Yeah, I'm sure the Bullet Club. <laughs> <laughs> the Bullet Club. Oh my God. Oh, we're just we're just having fun. We're not trying. Yeah, to just busting fucking balls. People that know the area know I'm just playing around, and people that don't know the area, well, I guess you really don't know if I'm playing around, do you? That's true. Well, guys like Wookie, Wookie, and, Wookie, and, Wookie and those guys are from the area. No, Wookie's Wookie's a Wisconsin boy. Oh, he's a Wisconsin Wookie's guy. Oh. Yeah, yeah. He's he wants to come down and fucking hang out and do this whole uh, the tailgating thing. I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, this might be a lot of fun. He's, he's like, I got a big canopy. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Oh, the giant canopy. You know, well, what's so the uh, what's what's the projected weather for this week uh, coming up in Chicago? It's supposed to be good. Oh, I don't know. I'm not. Oh, you check. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Well, I know the weather, Mitch. It's, it's going to be hot. 126 degrees. It's probably going to be hot here, too. That's true. Well, it hits, it hits you first, and then it hits us. Isn't that usually the way it works? Not always. No, sometimes you guys get it, and we get that fucking blowback. Especially oh, that true? I used to think it, oh, I used to think it go, starts with you guys. It comes down from Canada, goes to you guys, and it comes to us. It depends with the winter. We usually get you guys' snow. You guys get our wind, and we get your snow. That's yeah, Crestman's giving me wrong information here. But <laughs> it starts there and comes down here. That's what I was told. It goes through this way, goes through the Midwest, and then it comes down to New York. Yeah. That's usually. Uh, Ass is saying it's going to be raining men. Okay. It's going to be raining men. <laughs> raining men. Yes. What, what do you think the ratio, by the way, before we leave tonight, what do you think the ratio of guy girl is going to be at all in? 90% guys? Oh. <laughs> 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 do, we, do we count guys with long hair? That's that's. Uh, we that's count. Uh, we're going with uh, full cock. Uh, so we'll go with guys. With, uh, there's going to be a big sausage party. We know. But would you say maybe there'll be some women there? Right? It seems like there's some. Sure. I, I mean, they'll all be wrestling, but you know, sure. <laughs> Besides Tessa Blanchard and those, there'll be some women in the audience. You think? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, so it's going to be kind of almost like an old school ECW crowd. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of lovely ladies at this event, I'm sure. Think so? No. Okay. Well, all right. All right. That's it. We're going to wrap it up. And uh, DT's got it this week in wrestling history, right? Yeah, that's what, that's what's coming up next, everybody. That's Stay right. tuned because we got a little uh, this week in wrestling history with your host Anthony Don Tony De Blasi. That's good. Stay tuned for that. And Mish, thank you very much. As always, shout out to Don Tony. Shout out to everybody. Joey Numbers, John Draper, the whole DTKC extended soup family. Thank you very much. Have yeah. a great time. And I'll see you folks on Thursday for Castle Chronicles. Peace. With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming, Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. 
Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details. New to Medicare? Go to MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, you can compare plans from some of the nation's top insurers. Start now to find a plan and apply online. MyHealthPolicy.com makes it easy to find a Medicare Advantage plan in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. My decision, my Medicare. MyHealthPolicy.com.